when you're ready. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Cool. Here we go. All right, we're uh, D on me. She is. Copy that. Um, Bronwyn, mm-hmm. Jason, welcome to Going Again Podcast. Nope. Thank you so much for being here. You are our first double guest. Woohoo. If that's what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Getting the first, <laughs> first prize here. This is incredible. Um, okay, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyed being here. Bye. <laughs> well, where, where do we start? Um, well, I'm just so happy they didn't wear their cowboy hats because of the, the, of the, the headphones. Yeah, I actually thought about that. I did think that maybe you guys would wear cowboy hats and be disappointed you had to pull them off and have your hat hair and all this stuff. But did you see Brown's boots? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. What do you call those? Well, boots. Yeah, they're just... Uh, basically buckaroo ladies cowboy boots okay hair on (laughs) hair on because it's the cowhide on the outside so oh Mm -hmm. my hair on yeah Yeah. no i don't know this (laughs) what what does that mean well it means just that the uh, hide of the cow is on the outside so it's like they're furry if you touch them, they're like really, yeah. So they, oh. so as opposed to a normal everyday cowboy boot, that a leather boot, yeah, they've made it inside out. Yeah, yeah. So oh, first time I ever heard of it. Yeah, that. so you can get them in plenty of colors because obviously cattle are all different colors. So mm-hmm. blue, cool. They're beautiful. Yeah. Purple. Not purple. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> Unless you know a purple cow. <laughs> well, there was that one time in the 70s when I was... <laughs> when you got into the good stuff you yeah, weren't we supposed won't. to. <laughs> totally. Bronwyn, can you bring your mic up a little bit closer, please? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah just like that. And if you guys want to sure. lean in and out, that's fine. Just... Okay. All right, all right. Cool. All so right. What? Why are you guys here? Because... Uh, I'm teasing. Because, because you invited Andrew us. Asked us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. You have a TV show on the, the Cowboy, Cowboy Channel. The Cowboy Channel? Yeah, yeah. it uh, plays on a couple channels, actually. There's the Cowboy Channel Canada, and then there's one RFD TV Canada. Those two are very closely linked. Okay. So uh, the same company that runs the one runs the other. Yeah, what does RFD stand for? I, I saw it. I saw it on on your website. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question right now. Rural? Um, (laughs) The rural. rural. (laughs) Farming? No, I don't. It stands for RFD. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the cowboy channel. The other one's more (laughs) self-explanatory. Yeah. The other one, the R stands for rural. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so the the truth of it is you guys are are horse people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk about the puppies. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. And Andrew met you on Canada's Got Talent. No, no, no. No, no. You met Bronwyn on a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. It was me. a number of months ago. Wait, you yeah. met them. No, I never met him on Canada's Got Talent. Let's we start, just... <laughs> we're going to start over. <laughs> no, no. But we but we had been chatting recently. And Bronwyn had mentioned that she had met you on a, on yes, a commercial. Yes, that's true. We, mm-hmm. Was it a Nissan job? Uh, yeah. Toyota. Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you were obviously riding a horse. No, uh, no, I was uh, rearing a horse on a mountain in yeah. the rain, yeah. in the okay. lightning. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, but were you on the horse when no. you were rearing? Oh, okay. I was hiding behind the trailer and oh. uh, giving the cue for the horse to rear in the actor's hand. And oh, cool. Then they had okay. to load the horses on the trailer and 
It, yeah. was a, it was a fun little spot where the it father was. was explaining around a campfire to the children that about this guy that had this Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, and he went to the top of the mountain to rescue the horses. Yeah. It, oh, it, that's it, cool. Yeah, it was fun. So we... You've been up there a million times. Was that the, in Milton there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we put the vehicles spot. up there. It is. Um, yeah, we've been up there a million times putting Subarus up there. Just every kind Fords of Fords and all kinds of stuff. Of course yeah. Fords okay. go up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Ford guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ford. I'm looking for a sponsor. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a great spot. So um, who was the fella doing the actor? no. Uh, they, there was an actor, apparently trying to calm the horse down from rearing. Yeah. But there was another fellow there. Um, I'm not sure. Horse guy, animal trainer guy. Oh, Kirk. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kirk. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Kirk. But. Yeah. We're not here to talk about <laughs> the um. So how do you do that? Like I went on your website, mm-hmm. and of course it's on Canada's Got Talent. If everybody wants to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you make a horse rear like that? Like, uh, one thing is, I think it takes kind of a special horse to do that because it's just not your everyday horse that's going to rear, and nor should your everyday horse rear because that gets dangerous in the wrong hands. Yeah. So this mare here, Kate, she uh, has been working on the rear for a couple of years, and she is really well trained in liberty and tricks. So she's very respectful of people's space. So. I 100% trust her that she's not going to come down on someone's head if she rears in the air and drops her feet. But uh, it it takes a kind of a lot of energy on your part. It's funny when you're training horses because you have to be calm. They read your energy, but then they also read the energy to do a bigger trick. So with the rear there, hiding uh, about 10 or 12 feet away from the horse and having the rain come down, like just that lowers the energy of the yeah. situation in general. Mind you, the action around it was kind of up, upbeat for sure. And to try to catch her eye with, you know, like my hand and my cue stick that I have and then put my whips up and she goes up in the air. So See, for me, for me as the stunt coordinator mm-hmm. um, and stunt driver on that spot, mm-hmm. I'm watching um, special effects guys with their rain towers, mm-hmm. crew, mm-hmm. camera, mm-hmm. A, an animal, a horse, on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, she wasn't on the edge, Kate. Mm-hmm. She was a good 30 feet away from it. But if anything ever went wrong or she got spooked, mm-hmm. see, I, that's what's going through my mind. Um so she's basically unspookable. I, I, oh my she's, god! What she's makes not her the uns- special horse to uh, do this? She's a horse that can read body language, and she tries to do a good job. She actually reads a room very well. Like she'll go in and kind of understand what you want her to do, and that's really years of working with her and a couple of the other horses I have, and that's just mainly being predictable to them. So saying. In this situation, I'll keep you safe. And then doing it over and over and over again until that horse says, oh, you kept me safe a hundred times. I can trust you here too. Right. And so more or less, I, I really think she's a professional. She honestly just acts like a professional. She does a job and then she quits and then she's just like, okay, I'm done. May I, may I ask how old Kate is? Kate is. I don't uh, mean to you know, be yeah, rude yeah. to a no. young lady. She's, she's 15. Oh, she's 15. Yeah. I, yeah. What? What? 
I know there's different kinds of horses. What kind of horse is she? She's an American quarter horse. Okay. So, yeah. So her other job is she's my barrel racing horse and my pole bending horse in the rodeos. And she's done lots of showing. But, um, again, she's a high-end liberty horse, which means she works loose, which is what she did on Canada's Got Talent. Yeah, she, she works just walked loose. out there by herself and yeah. did, did the spinning thing by herself. Yeah. I thought it was funny on Canada's Got Talent. I said to the producer, well, I was standing there and she was just, she just had a halter and a lead rope and... I said, this horse is going to be loose, you know? And she goes, what is she now? And I was like, not loose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let her loose, though. (laughs) And Jason, just so so you know, if you want to ever say anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, like, I'm not the only one who has trained Kate. Like, Jason has had his hand on, like, in everything with the horse. I only imagine. Yeah. 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 And you guys are married. Yep. Yep. How long has that been To each other. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, good question. Uh, nine years. Okay. So, yeah. 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 okay. And how long have you guys been training horses together for this amount of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's kind of how we met. Brown bought some horses off me. And that, oh, so, wow. uh, like my family, yeah. No. Oh, I thought I was really, I thought I was really pulling this off. I thought I was pretty smart here. I sold all the horses and got the girl and then married her and got all the horses back again, which wasn't kind of oh, in, in the plan and stuff like this. So I was kind of like for a while there, I thought I was batting a hundred and then you're yeah. kind of like, well, who's the smart one? Yeah. Well, just a second, just a second. <laughs> That's he, pretty funny. He, he got the girl. Yeah. He got the cash. Yeah. And he got his horses back. I know, honestly. Yeah, but now when I can't sell them like again. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can learn from this man. Yeah, Absolutely. Kind of clever. I, th- I don't think I'm done with Kate yet. No, okay. she's cool. <laughs> so how did you start that? Okay, so now, okay, a number of things come up into my mind. I love horses. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, What's pole bending? I know. Pole bending is where you have six um, upright, <laughs> upright <laughs> poles <laughs> in a row. And you, it's a speed event. You run down past all of them and then you weave in and out and then weave in and out and then run back through the timer line. And it's a sport in the rodeo tour here in Ontario. And it's a sport in the States everywhere. Okay. So you've got six poles. Yeah. Yeah. A certain certain distance from each other. 21 feet. 21 feet from each other. Yeah. So on on go. Sort of. What's that? It's got that slalom thing. It's a slalom thing. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on go, you ride down. Along one side, all the way to the other end. Yeah. Well, you race down. Yes. As quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah you ride. mentioned timer. Just, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, you get to the end, you turn around the end pole, mm-hmm. and then you slalom back through the other ones. Yes. No doubt hitting them. Bending. Bending right. them. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then you, and, and then, then once you're through... Mm-hmm. You've got to run back down again all the way. Race. Yes, race. Mm-hmm. Race back and... Yes. Yeah, yeah. All the way back. <laughs> yes. Through the uh, timer, yeah, yeah, thing. So, anyways, we've done very well in that event in the rodeo. We've qualified for the Ram Rodeo Championships a few times, and the Royal Winter Fair, and the Toyota Dealers Rodeo, actually. So, it's all so about yeah. Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know they keep coming Toyota up. Toyota better sponsor this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Shout out to Toyota. <laughs> well, that's cool because I've seen that on your website as well. Yeah, uh, and just so right off the top, what's your website? What, what's it? Uh, well, uh, www.thehorsetrainers.com. 
Perfect. Yeah. So three I'll, W's. Is that what that is? Yep. Okay. Yep. What does that stand for? World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got that one. You know, it's 2023. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's great because I didn't know what pole bending was. Mm-hmm. I love rodeo. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching rodeo on TV, and I used to go as a kid and watch. And yeah. I yeah. was once offered to ride a bull, and I told them I was a stuntman. I wasn't stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. You don't want to do something dangerous. You haven't rode a bull, actually. No, no, no. no? Been on a lot of horses. Got thrown. It sounds like off. fun, though. Yeah. Like fun. I fall off horses on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But no, there's no... I mean, isn't it the bull's mandate to kill you? They're uh, pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it seems to depend. I've not done that one either, but they're, they want them where they're pretty athletic and can toss you, obviously, but then sometimes they'll kind of get the boot if they're a little too aggressive on the ground like they get somebody oh, really? off and then try to go, go back and kill them so yeah sometimes they don't want those kicking around well too most long. of them yeah. don't look they don't look happy they don't they're, appear happy they'll come out really though and they just give it their all for eight seconds and it's over and that uh, so i don't hmm. know that uh like really they're bred to be Sure. extremely athletic they're sure, bred Jason, for that job you get on, you get on true yeah well <laughs> i've been on lots of bucking horses so yeah can, have you done have you done that kind of thing where you got a horse just bucking you trying to get you off like that oh yeah the so, well not on purpose but yes <laughs> uh, okay. so i don't enter in the rodeos but uh my idea was training horses for a really long time so like if the first person on one is more often than not me and stuff like that and then we used to take in a lot of them for training that were like problem horses that had they were bucking people off and we had to fix that and stuff along that line so it's like not on purpose was i riding them but you kind of end up that ends up being part of it sometimes Mm -hmm. wow yeah that's cool yeah i can imagine uh uh uh, bringing a a horse down to a sort of a a calmer level has got to be a difficult task uh yeah there's a little bit of an art to it it's just a fair bit of experience obviously goes into it but uh usually a little bit of a combination of things so sometimes that you kind of have a, a horse that has had some bad past experiences sometimes they're just matched up sort of to the wrong person so if you get a horse that's really flighty with somebody that's really nervous sometimes that's kind of like oil and water going together it just doesn't fit and stuff like that so uh yeah there's just there's sort of an art to the horses but then you kind of have to have them where they can get along with the people too mm-hmm. it's kind that's of a gig man so you mentioned something earlier, Brown, when about um, where the horse learns to trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, you do something once, it didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. so you do it again and again and again, and it doesn't get hurt, so it begins mm-hmm. to trust you. It's similar to the way I've learned cowboys, like stunt guys, will train a horse to fall, mm-hmm. and you you lay them down softly here, and then eventually you've got them running mm-hmm. and doing a fall. But um, I heard once correct me please i need some validation on this mm-hmm. um that a horse can read your heartbeat from a fair distance away from there like five or six feet when a human being approaches a horse that horse can sense your heartbeat and that horses can moderate their heartbeats when in a group so that they're all the same in a herd and then the one horse or the two horses or whatever looking, they're, they're the lookouts, and mm-hmm. a bad animal or somebody comes, mm-hmm. their heartbeat races, and the other horses feel that horse's heart race, mm-hmm. which causes them all to alert and take a hike. Tell him he's wrong. Tell him he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know for a fact if he is or isn't wrong. It's not, I don't know as far as the actual heartbeat goes, but they're extremely good at reading energy. 
and that so that's kind of where like for instance the commercial where the horse is rearing up on the mountain that one there kind of can kind of read okay energy comes up time to do something then you drop your energy then the animal comes back down so a lot of times somebody that's pretty good with horses when things are going wrong the person that's not good is excited and nervous and kind of carrying on a bit the person that's good with them looks like they're ready to have a nap pretty much all the time and that so while something's going wrong the other person needs to be extremely calm but i would think like in your world if somebody's a stunt coordinator and they're screaming and crying and stuff like this you probably know that things aren't going very well either so somebody has to be the calm one and that in a well, situation that's, that's, that's interesting that's kind of a weird correlation always, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. always <laughs> screaming and crying yeah. Yeah. i didn't mean yeah. there's literally someone going to be doing it but i just mean like if you see somebody they're obviously out of sorts yeah everybody's going to read off that they're kind of the same way if somebody is very calm they're going to usually take from that person a little bit. I if somebody's really high energy, then they're going to take that as being a bad sign as well. But some people are like panicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you you, you got to jump in and get this person out of there because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to, how, how much does a horse weigh? A few thousand? Uh-oh. Oh, no, like the ones that we would you weigh, probably 1,200. Okay, okay. yeah. The one on the mountain, probably yeah. 1,300. They're like 1,200. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's nothing. Yeah. Uh, I've had them fall on me and then stay still, and that time you realize just how heavy twelve hundred is. Oh my, <laughs> yeah, kind of doing that. But. Yeah, holy. But yeah, horses are the like the masters of reading body language, and they read your energy for sure. So like that's how they get along in a herd is they watch where the other horse is looking, how their ears are, kind of what like body part is moving towards them, and and that's how we really train them. We try to train them almost like they're talking to each other, except for we're in the place of the other horse kind of trying to speak their body language per se. That's how we try to train so that we get more of the mental um, part of the horse over with us. Is there a, is there a, an alpha um, leader? Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a very yeah. set herd dynamic yeah. and that, and that's something when somebody's trying to train one, a lot of times a person doesn't understand it. If you're sort of the one that they actually kind of want somebody ahead of them in a weird way. And that because the idea being if there's the boss, one of the bunch, it's not that it's the boss because they're afraid of it. It's the boss because it's the one that's going to kind of keep an eye out and keep everybody safe. And and that's kind of where, again, like with the example of the mountain, uh, the rearing there, that horse kind of understands that, yes, Bronwyn's the boss, but not in the way that it's like you need to listen and do everything I say. It's more that I'll kind of keep protect you protect you and kind of keep you out of trouble and stuff like that so they actually take a comfort in that and there so what that's actually uh knowing that is important but a lot of times you'll hear someone say show them who's boss and the idea is they think you're going to go out and be mean or drive a point home and that's not really the idea behind it no interesting so how 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 spooked can a horse get by like let's say the person the actor Mm -hmm. sitting by the horse do you worry about it when you go to sets or do something like that, do you go, ah, I got to work with this well, you person? You had a few safeties around, didn't you? Like to uh, We had, yeah. Some on the edges around peripheral edge. Yeah, they, um, well, there was a couple of people for sure that came up with us. And uh, I, to be honest, I think that just, again, it goes to trusting your horse and having the right horse for the job too. Like you just wouldn't bring any horse up to do that and so we made sure that it was Kate and not another horse that would maybe feel like oh gosh all these people around I'm going to kick somebody (laughs) you know so I think sometimes too actually if you're working with somebody in a way ignorance is bliss yeah so if you have somebody that's completely unaware 
yeah. they're not going to be doing anything high energy because yeah. they're like, oh, it's going to yeah. be fine. Like, even oh, though, even if they're teetering on the edge too. of not fine. Yeah. Oh, and that it's, it's almost the, the nervous person that's aware things could be a problem. Yeah. They're almost the person you have to watch out for a little bit. So if they either okay. know nothing or know a lot, that's great. The middle ground is sometimes not the best yeah. area. So they're, they're that's they're almost like the, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really. Well, it's, well, it's yeah. almost like the horse. They're they're like the horse where they just think, well, yeah. you're the you're the boss. Exactly. Uh, you're keeping us protected. It's all okay. It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> like after I reared okay. Kate, then she was handed off to one of the little actresses who loaded her in the trailer. Right. And loading in the trailer is usually a problem for a lot of horses. And it's like she just, oh, okay, this lady wants me to get on the trailer now, so she can listen to other people. It's just that uh I had her attention for the first part, the way we turned her to see me and stuff. So, yeah. And then, then I got locked in the trailer, too. <laughs> they, they thought it would be better if I went in the trailer to rear the horse, but then nobody opened the door. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, I think I remember you that. Need a walkie. Yeah. You need a walkie on it. It's hilarious. But it was only for a minute, but I thought it was really funny. I'm like, okay, the horse is not going to rear from yeah, me and, in here. And I, I, I can't put the spot on this podcast, but the spot turned out really well on the horse. Yeah. They, they looked great. Yeah. yeah. It looked really oh, good. The good. finished product was cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Do you do many commercials? Not uh, not really. We mainly do our own TV show. Then we did that one commercial and then uh, the Canada's Got Talent. So, But with our own TV show, we've done over 70 original episodes and we'll Amazing. have over 80 by the end of the summer and stuff. So, And where can people find this TV show? Uh, the Cowboy Channel Canada and RFD TV Canada. What does RFD stand for? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the Cowboy Channel, is a, is a channel on television? Yeah, oh, yeah. so yeah. it's on um, Bell uh, Five and Shaw Direct Ch and lots Telus of... Optic. Yeah. And then I don't know how that's going to work now because Rogers, I just guess, bought out Shaw and that, so I don't... I don't know if they're going to have it now before too long as well. So. Mm, okay. But, yeah. Well, tell us where that's this cool. started, how it all began. Yeah. Kind of tell us about the show and why you started. I mean, other than wanting to train people. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, know. a lot of what we do is we teach what we call clinics. So the idea would be that we would go to a, a farm or something like that and they would uh, host a clinic. So we would come in and basically teach everybody there how to train their horses. And then sort of in our world, building off that, the trainers and the folks that have sort of been, been the, the brand name people and stuff, a lot of them had shows on this station, RFD TV and the Cowboy Channel, but those stations were really only available in the U.S. for a really long time. So in Canada, people were always, oh, I wish I could get those stations and I wish I could get them. And then an outfit uh, from Western Canada called Wild TV that kind of specializes in like uh, outdoor shows, hunting, fishing, anything along that line. They bought the rights to bring it to Canada, but at the same time, they didn't really have any Canadian... Um, content for those stations and they wanted some of that so we were kind of hunting around a little bit for a tv show in a way we always kind of had it in the back of our mind that we would like to do that because we'd seen other people do it and been pretty successful successful with it and then uh, these guys just happened to get their rights kind of at the exact same time as we were looking so they were looking for somebody canadian and we were looking for a show so it just kind of worked out pretty pretty right oh amazing yeah wow. and the, but uh it was fairly it was tricky in the beginning, though, because actually what ended up happening was we were going back and forth with them in the spring, and then it was almost like we had a deal put together, but it was just kind of like the the contract never got signed, and things were almost like 90% of the way there, and you couldn't get the last little bit, and then that was kind of when COVID came along, 
So everything just kind of disappeared for a while. So we sort of thought, well, that's done and over and move on. And then all of a sudden they popped back up in the fall and said, would you still like to do this? And we basically said, yep. And they're like, okay, we'll send you the contract this afternoon. And it's, it's done. And that, but the only thing was before we assumed it was going to start in the fall. So we had the late spring and all summer to film and that kind of thing. And then basically when they said, yeah, we need it. They also said that we need 13 original episodes starting next month and stuff like this. Oh. So all of a sudden, and we had never made it, like we'd made YouTube videos and stuff, but we'd never made a, a show and you have to be pretty precise. Like everything had to be exactly 22 minutes and 30 seconds and like just all the different things that a person wouldn't have to worry if they're just doing their own thing. Oh, of course. And that, yeah. so we got rolling on that one and then it was raining every day. So you're trying to film the one day a week where the sun is out and just everything is going wrong as far as getting it ready. And then even we made our original episode and sent it into them. And we're like, is that kind of what you guys had in mind? And they're like, oh yeah, we like it a lot, but it suits the one station more than the other. So maybe we'll just go with the one station. And we kind of didn't want to lose the chance at the two though, because we kind of thought we had the pair of them. So anyways, we're like, well, we have some other topics that would maybe suit the other one a little bit better than this one. So fine. So we kind of, some would work for both and some only work for one. So in a way it was nice because we got the second station back again. But the bad part was we just volunteered to move from 13 to 18 episodes that oh, we had to oh, do oh, and wow. that. So then we're kind of like, you're happy, but then you're kind of kicking yourself maybe at the same time. And that. so anyways, we got rolling on that. And then we had to make all these episodes in the rain and all that kind of stuff. So we got through the first season. And then after that, everything was heck of a lot easier but so who shoots this us that was actually one of the yeah. things because i get the time uh again covid was still at full full max and uh they couldn't send out crews they couldn't have anybody around and this so this is like when nobody was filming anything but we could do it ourselves because we we're just at home basically mm. and that but then again we kind of I don't know if we say we created a problem, but because we did it all by ourselves, then they're kind of like, oh yeah, you guys are good at this. Just carry on doing what you do and stuff <laughs> oh, like wow, that. Wow. So, in the beginning, we're like, what does a producer do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Found like, out. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Li- literally the guy on the phone, he was almost like, he's going to say, yes, it's a done deal. And then he goes, by the way, you're going to have to produce it yourself. And I'm like, yep, no problem. And then there's a silence. And I'm like, and what does the producer do? <laughs> oh, oh my so, God. That's but, the age old question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you shoot it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many cameras do you use? Two. Uh, yeah, two. two. So you, you just push the button and then walk in front of the camera and start talking? Uh, yeah. No, not. Well, sometimes two will use my younger brother. He'll run one okay. and that. But uh, a lot of it, because it is showing training, having two people on the screen at the same time doesn't make sense. And that, so uh, we'll use a helper when we're doing both of us. And then a lot of times too, when we're using the two, one person will be running the one camera and the other's just stationary because the second one is more about catching some neat shots on the way by. It's not to really show the... Yeah. what we're doing it's just to have, kind do of have you, some do your own clips. editing yep. yeah everything yeah. right till it gets sent to uh um like the wild tv folks yeah. and then they put it on the so now do you package it with all the titles and everything too or do they do that uh, uh the you mean like our uh oh, closed like caption that and credits we and... send the closed caption yeah. into them they have a, a department that does that but everything else we do the whole thing start to finish and make all of our own commercials so i should say yes i've done lots of commercials (laughs) tons really but uh with the horse training show like it's quite a bit different than what 
uh, you know, a production with actors is going to be because you have to catch it on the first time. That horse is not going to move the same on the second time. And so when you go to fix that, you have to be like, okay, see how this horse just did this. And then we fix it and train and tell people what we're doing along the way. Well, that's all a part of it. Even the mistakes are a part of it. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. So. So there's no room for a blooper reel? Oh, we definitely oh, have blooper reels. Yeah. <laughs> when we tried to start it, I swear we could not pick a day where something wasn't happening. Like the moment you turn the cameras on, everybody around us that owned a tractor would fire it up and <laughs> put, hook their noisiest machinery up to it and go banging around. And that would go wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the time that we've been there, so like my family, is, it's the farm that we're at. And there, so like Brown has been there 10 years, but we've been there about 30 years. And that in that entire time, you know those little dust devils? They look like a little mini sure, tornado. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And that, in that entire time, I've seen two. So in 30 years, there's been two dust devils. And that so the one day we were trying to f- film and it wasn't working. And then I had to go away for something. So Brown was just going to film herself doing a little something. Sets up the stuff and then walks in front of a little dust devil, goes by and picks up the camera and throws it over the fence. And <laughs> throws that, up my and jacket. My horse is like, <gasps> and that and you're like, so in, in 30 years, there's been two, but the day, the one day that was sunny, there had to be a third one and come and not just in the exact location to throw the camera away. And then wow. you start again. So. That's hilarious. So you, you have that on video? Oh, yeah. The, the thing flying Yeah, there's yeah. probably a neat shot, actually. It, well, it's more my face, like, <laughs> looking up after it yeah, i'd like to see that that's yeah. awesome did it what did it make a show did that make the cut yeah no no, no we wanted it to be a little uh, more polished but that made the blooper real okay. yeah, yeah. Well, that's fun that's good yeah. yeah a few times we've done the blooper stuff and thrown it in at the final episode of the season or something like that uh so how many how many episodes do we do a year uh, uh like 26 because it'll be two Minimum it run 26, it'll be run yeah. it'll excuse me we'll run for uh three months and then repeat. So you have 13, then it'll repeat. Whoa. And then the second season will start halfway through the year and it's 13 again and then repeat. And That's a okay. lot of training. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. You have to be going pretty steady at it. We're always kind of relieved when one season's over. You feel like you got a month or two to yeah. kind of to not re- worry yeah, about yeah. it yeah. and that. But then we're starting up our another, yeah, another one right now. One. So yeah. it's there's not a whole lot of downtime on that yeah. one. The one thing we do to try to keep it in- interesting too is we ask for viewer questions Mm-hmm. So at the end of every episode, we say, if you have any questions, send them in to our website and hopefully we'll get to your topic in a future episode. So that's, that's great. And then that keeps driving what people want to see so that we can produce what they want to see. Really. Do you ever have guests on your show? We do. Um, sometimes when we film at clinics. So when we're coaching, we will have people riding around and they'll do a like an exercise and we'll coach them through it so that someone can see a non-professional ride okay. because a lot of times people can't like they might have a little hard time relating to Jason and I riding a horse because they're like well you guys know what to do though and it's like yeah but we're trying our best just to show you the steps but when you do have someone who's maybe not as polished it it can show a little bit more true mm-hmm. so then too we've, we've had it with like guest trainers sometimes we'll send in <laughs> some information and stuff yeah. like that. But that's sometimes just a little tricky because you don't really want to edit somebody else's yeah. thing. So if they send in something that's a little too short or a little too long or the quality is just not quite yeah, whatever and you don't really want to tamper with someone else's mm-hmm. material all that bad. So we still maybe do a little bit of that here and there, but it's not the main part of it. Now, what do you that shoot on? Sense. The Can- Canon uh, XA40. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you do the, the 4K? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like... It doesn't have to be 4K to go to 
like the TV show itself. It doesn't have to be 4K, but we prefer to send it in as high of a quality as we can, Absolutely. and then they can adjust as needed. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Why are you interested in falling off a horse, bud? Yeah. Yeah, as okay. long as there's a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you guys got to have stunt guys on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're I mean, going to say, are you interested in producing <laughs> our show? <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, it's, it's a labor of love. I'll say that. Yeah, big time. So oh, that's so cool. The horse that you came out on, on uh, Canada's Got Talent, yeah. Jason, who's she? she? Yeah, that one's a he. And that, uh, no, actually... Well, actually, when it comes right down to it, the pair of them were both ones that I owned at one point and then sold to Bronwyn before I married Bronwyn. So those are kind of some of the ones that sort of came back a bit. Um, so actually, as far as the, the training on them, like Bronwyn did the majority of it, although I've kind of tweaked them here and there. Do you on think those things. two horses ever talked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were, so. they totally have. We're back. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with that girl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, so, uh, and no, what's that horse's name? Uh, Chief chief he's yeah. a paint horse there so he's been a really good fellow that's actually kind of been Bronwyn's more go-to guy and stuff like that so more he, than you yeah yeah more than, <laughs> and that's a, he's pretty okay so the podcast has taken a turn yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, no he can do quite a few tricks and stuff like that and he's been in i don't know nearly i won't say every horse magazine there is but he's been in a ton of them oh, and really? stuff like that mm-hmm. as well and Man, stuff like that cool. so he's he's kind of been around the block and done quite a bit of stuff how old is he uh, he's getting a little bit older now. He's like 16, 17. Okay. 18. Some, okay, 18. <laughs> <laughs> so. You didn't count the two or three years he was gone. No, yeah, no, exactly. I forgot about that. <laughs> now, <laughs> what, what gets a horse in a magazine? How does that work? Uh, well, a lot You're of that looking. is... Yeah, yeah, stylish. <laughs> Some nice and, uh, looking horse. But uh, no, we just kind of what we do too. Like we'll write a lot of articles and stuff like this. So he'd kind of be the model for whatever it is that we're showing off and stuff like that. Right. So okay, I see. You kind of... Usually you kind of like to have something a little bit eye-catchy that will kind of grab attention and stuff like that so i was on your website who came up with the holy crap strap oh yeah those ones we both did, yeah really. that was kind yeah. of a pair of us but basically that's just a strap that goes on your saddle you can get your hand in so oh, if, I they're, get it. if they're bucking yeah. or doing something wrong you kind of got half a fighting chance to yeah i came down i told Andrew. i wrote it down cool we're sending one to australia today right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so odd wow yeah when i first when i first noticed the picture it it looked sort of like a wristband yeah, uh, like a, a for a person, and I'm so I'm gonna. Hey, I might order this, and I clicked on it. Went, nope, it's the holy shit strap, the holy yeah. crap strap is okay. awesome. Yeah. Like, what a great title, though. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. It. Well, we had the very first time I got one. Um, like now, mind you, the whole idea behind what we're doing is to try to have them where they don't, don't buck or it. do anything like that. Mm-hmm. And there, but there's always that one, and however many. So anyways, I got one of those straps made and I got on this one and it was jumping around with me pretty good. And I held on quite easily. And I remember the thought was going through my mind. It's like almost with one of these, it's almost like you can't come off if you got a good grip. So anyways, a while after that, I was on one and it was a problem horse somebody had sent us and it just completely lost it. So it was bucking like crazy. And I remember the thought flashing through my mind as I had my hand in the strap. It's like, I think I'm wrong. I think you <laughs> still can come off even when you have one of these in. So I got tossed and the horse was bucking so hard that I went to the side and on the very next jump, it threw enough power and it turned over in the air and came directly over backwards and came down. And I was really breathing a sigh of relief. I got tossed and yeah. that otherwise Ooh. I would have had 1200 pounds from <clears throat> six feet above just drop straight down on me yeah. and stuff like that. So that was the one time I was happy it didn't work. 
<laughs> that's funny. She wow. got that on camera. Jesus. <laughs> I know. <That's> a... <laughs> Don't do this. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Holy crap. Well, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So do you do you endeavor to get more into the film and television industry and yeah, kind of we'd thing. love to. I think that one of my main goals is to have like a, a horse that's a main character on a movie. Okay. Really yeah. what I'd like, love to do. Kind of like but, they have those ones like Hidalgo or the Black Stallion or yeah. Seabiscuit. Well, they, yeah. the, they just shot what? The, the new, whatever, the Black Beauty? Oh, yeah. Up yeah. in North Bay. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that one. Yeah. And that, but uh, no, we kind of, we really enjoy that part of it. Like a lot of the training that we were doing was sort of, I guess you could kind of call it, call it high level stuff with a bit of trick work thrown in. And that, and a lot of that was just because people enjoyed learning about it. So we knew about it to show other people, but in a way we were already putting the stuff on them that makes them suitable for movies and film and mm -hmm. stuff like this. So in a way, I guess you'd say we put the quote unquote cart before the horse. It wasn't that we got them ready for movie work is that we got them ready for something else. And then they were already ready to go totally. for the other stuff. Yeah. And Kirk, Kirk should be an avenue he's a we, friend we yeah we've done a little bit with him uh he was based at a more western canada there for quite a while yeah so but he's now here he's now kind of back yeah. and stuff yeah. like that so maybe kind of you know Kirk? More there. yeah oh okay mm -hmm. but yeah no it's uh it's a like it's so cool we just really like it and being in being a part of any of the productions it's been really really quite neat very so. cool yeah, yeah there's a there's a, a, a couple three families mm -hmm. that that um are really really well known in the film and television business in, mm -hmm. in eastern canada mm -hmm. um so yeah, yeah yeah i mean a lot of horse stuff gets done out in alberta and mm -hmm. whatever you know well there's a lot here um a lot less i imagine but yeah a, um, a lot here i think generally like here you'll have a lot of ones that will be like a tv show where they have like there's a little farm scene or sure. something like that where Alberta is so great for the fact you have so much scenery. You can be in the prairies one time in the mountains a couple hours later yeah. and stuff like yeah. this. So they can kind of film all over and stuff like this. So if they're making like a full blown Western, you kind of have every game in town pretty close by and stuff like that. So the, the stuff here I've noticed for the most part, there's lots of it, but it typically is like where we just need a, a scene for a couple days or yeah, like or, a, or a horse pulling a buggy. Yeah, like exactly. Murdoch mysteries. Yeah, Murdoch mysteries and yeah. stuff like that. We've not been on that one. I know a lot of people that have been on that one. So yeah, yeah I've been on it a few times, not on a horse, but yeah, yeah. on the show. Yeah. yeah, you stunted on it. I, I so did I for years and then coordinated. Nice. But um, I think Tommy Bishop does. Uh, does Murdoch Mysteries. Okay. They always have, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you know the bishops? Uh, no, to be honest with you. I know the name uh, comes up quite a bit and stuff like that. We've actually had a lot of the people, not so much, although we've had some of the people that are the, the trainers and the animal coordinators, they've been in our clinics quite a bit. Uh, not those guys specifically. And then quite a few of the people that have been in our clinics have been like a lot of the, like the extras or the SECs on okay. a lot of the others. For so sure. sometimes they'll come along and it's like, we need this horse to know this trick for this shot. Right. Can you kind of show us how you would go about that and stuff like that? So and do you train riders as well? Like, oh like yeah, how, yeah. How to ride? Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's, that's a pretty big part of our overall business. So okay, cool. a lot of it is teaching folks and that. And then we travel all over the place too. So we'll go like to what's called horse expos. And yeah, you're that, in California, so, right? Yeah, we, we were just in California last week there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that, so we were down there. That was the first time we ever been to that event. But so in April, for example, we were in... Uh, we did one in Ontario, then we went to Ohio and did one, then we went to Alberta and did one, 
And then we we're kind of more home for May, and then we took off to California. Okay, so then like what that. do you do at these things? They're a little bit of everything. So, for instance, um, like we'll sh sometimes teach people how to train horses, but sort of like little short seminars at those. And then other times we'll put on demonstrations. So like at the California one, they bring in a horse that's never been rode before. And then I kind of got 90 minutes to show them how you could go about it and then get on oh, and ride around cool, and man. stuff like that. So uh, very often I'll put like the first ride on one at a at a seminar like that but the california one was a little bit tricky we got down there and they they lost our clothes our trade show booth and all our equipment for the working with them and stuff like this so we get there and we would go to the trade show every morning and buy a new set of clothes at the oh kind of God. the vendor deal oh and then we're running around buying like equipment to get through the sort of the demos and stuff yeah. like that oh so God. it made life a, maybe a little bit harder than what it needed to be yeah. but uh, it was still a really good deal yeah, i feel like uh, it took me three months to pick out what i was going to wear in california and then i get down there and i'm wearing a men's <laughs> button-up shirt because <laughs> that's all i could find so like we, okay <laughs> we were supposed to go to the california event for the last four years but then covid came along yeah, sure, at sure, one point but anyways we went to the the very first time we were supposed to go uh, there was a few cases of COVID, but it hadn't shut anything down yet. So nine weeks before the event, I was on this horse and it flipped over on top of me and it punched the horn in me. So it cut me up and broke oh. my pelvis. And that, so anyways, at the demo, at the expo though, we were go, to go there and I was to be in a competition within the event. And the competition was they bring in uh, some Mustangs, so wild horses that have been touch just a little bit but not really so they take them and they were going to send them to a prison and there's a lot of these like uh, rehab programs they'll have at the prisons using the wild ones so they're going to send the horses to a prison and get them where they could just be handled but barely and then send them to the event and then we were to start them at the event and kind of show how, how you would get one riding around and that but i asked the doctors like how long till i'm healed up to where i can kind of operate and they're like well you can kind of move around a bit in eight weeks and the event was in nine weeks and like i don't know if i want to crawl on a mustang for the first time after right. with one week to spare yeah, and stuff yeah. like this and then the event phoned us up at one point and they're like we're really sorry but the way things are i think we're gonna have to cancel and we're kind of oh darn oh, shoot and thank and then back your mind <laughs> thank you god <laughs> like, but anyways that was it was an adventure but and, yeah. wow. and speaking of adventures, for those listening, could you explain to them that this horse doesn't literally have horns? <laughs> yeah. Because you oh, said true. Yeah. No. it flew yeah. and a horn stuck in the no, saddle. No, no, so. no. No, not that kind of Mustang. These are the wild horses that you got to kind of... Yeah, but where's the horn? horn? The horn. Oh, oh, yeah. So on, on Western <laughs> on Saddle, saddle uh, just directly in the front. Originally, the kind of the idea but was if a cowboy is riding, they could rope a rope a horse or rope a cow or something like this and then you take the rope and then wrap it around the horn to get a hold of it right and that now it's, it's definitely people use it for that but it's sometimes there just because it's there right and stuff like this but when you have one actually go through you then it's kind yeah, of like a little that, different that, story yeah wow. yeah i just yeah, wanted kinda, to let people know that this horse didn't it have is kind horse. of a staple for every 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 saddle uh, uh, western yeah western saddles. western yeah, yeah. yeah. Every western. Totally. okay yeah. the british don't have it because they never did any roping yeah i see <laughs> yeah. I, I did a TV series a couple of years ago, um, Mayor of Kingstown, and the uh, the showrunner, creator of the show, writer, director, Taylor Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan um, he ropes a little rubber cow between setups. So he's got his rope and he throws it. <clears throat> so um, no one else was talking to Taylor. So I went over and I said, so Taylor, do you, uh, you call these things lariats or uh, lassos? And he looked at me and goes, 
we call these things in Texas ropes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but he showed me how to throw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so now I'm really good at it. Okay. Uh, he was doing nice. it. Yeah, we we were out at the out at the trailer park uh, yesterday, and he was doing it. Yeah, uh, for on Father's Day. Cool. Okay. He, cool. he loves his rope. I throw one all the time. Yeah. Everybody said I was really really good at that when I was about five years old, and then I never got better. And that's uh, <laughs> at five I was amazing, and then never never improved beyond that point <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, it's fun if somebody it gets is. into it. But yeah. no, Taylor Sheridan, we've never met him, but he's definitely doing a whole lot. I know he does a lot in your world, but it kind of spills over into ours i guess you could say a little bit like oh, it builds up a do? lot of enthusiasm yeah. for the just the western the way horse, of the life. horse culture and the western he's a cutting thing. horse champion yeah yeah he does a lot of that he, he got, oh, wow. a couple of years ago three years ago he got voted into the texas cowboy hall of fame yep, mm-hmm. yep. he's a real he, he owns a couple of ranches and he told me that like when he's not doing a show he's actually a, a rancher okay yeah, and he works his cows and have to catch them and brand them and well, they made like obviously Yellowstone and the 1883, and then I think 1923 was the last one and, mm-hmm. and stuff like this. So there's every time they kind of bring out more of that stuff, it just kind of gets more and more people. I love it. Kind of enthused yeah. in that type buying, of thing. Buying boots that are made inside out. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I've got three pairs though, so I can choose what what oh, yeah. color I wear. <laughs> I have to take a look. I, I think that's kind of neat. Now yeah. that's more for ladies' boots. Yeah, yeah, this uh, particular brand, Lacy Boots, they only make uh, ladies' boots. Right so on. they used to uh, sponsor me in barrel racing and pole bending in uh, our TV show there for a while. So, oh, they, uh, cool. Yeah, so I got to wear their boots, and it's, they're, oh, they're, they're really beautiful. cool. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah, they really are. I want. Yeah. I wish. I wish everybody could kind of see them. They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're, oh, they, they're, they're uh they're on on the website um, oh right on okay and you got a little puppy between them yeah yeah so uh i raised registered bernie's mountain dogs so we occasionally have puppies and and it was just such a cute picture because it is I a mean, cute picture <laughs> bernie's are uh they're very cute pups yes they are <laughs> is that what are. dave has that is yeah my best my best bu- my best buddy okay got, he has a burmese yeah okay cool yeah. burmese or bernese 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 yeah burmese is the snake <laughs> and i oh. hate snakes so. oh Ugh. yeah you that's make not bo- what you dave, make yeah. boots out of yeah. <laughs> you're thinking the python yeah. <laughs> so why bernese what, what happened why did um, you fall in love with that little guy I just uh, loved Bernese for the last uh, over 20 years. So it was one uh, one puppy when I was playing hockey down in the States. My mom and dad wanted to surprise Gee, me. Liz, this podcast keeps taking turns. Yeah. <laughs> hockey? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get back to that. Uh, so uh, my dad picked me up at Christmas time down in the States, and we drove up to Quebec and kind of took a long route and said we're going to pick up your new pup and it was a Bernese mountain dog so ever since then I just really love them they were newer then now they're pretty popular but I felt like we were one of the first ones to wow and you and you actually breed them I do I sell little puppies yeah occasionally we're we're pretty busy so I only do it occasionally but yeah yeah so yeah I know it's good but they're beautiful. It Dave's feels dog's, like a full time. Dave's dog's job. name is Charlie. Charlie, yeah, yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, and thing. he's beautiful, and he's always smiling. He's one of those yes. dogs, you know. Those, those I big know. Tongue and big smiles. Every day yeah. is the best day of their life. Yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> that's what it appears like. Yeah. Wow, I like that with my wife. You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> um, hockey. Yeah. NCAA. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah. what, when did when did that start and when did it end? What happened? Just a second. Do you know what NCAA stands for? 
the National Collegiate Athletic Association. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the people that RFT are going, what the I hell? know. <laughs> They're going to be like, write us a special letter to no, let us okay. know. <laughs> I just looked it up on, I, on my phone and I can't even find it, what it means. Yeah. I'm right on their website. And, <laughs> and it doesn't, they don't tell you. Yeah. Oh, that's silly. But yeah, no, I, uh, my family was big into hockey. My dad played hockey with uh, junior hockey and like professional hockey. Not in the NHL, yeah. but he's the uh, head, the lead scout for Team Canada women's hockey team, too. So my sisters wow. and I... Your dad I, is now currently? Yeah, oh. yeah. So my, my sisters and I grew up playing That's hockey. Big deal. Yeah. Cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, so, but I notice nobody wants to talk to Jason anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm used to this part. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, so my main goal was to get a scholarship to the States and, uh, I ended up, uh, playing prep school hockey actually in Maine for my last year of high school and then graduated there and went to Elmira college in New York. And we won two NCAA championships and were inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame twice. So, wow, where were what you born? What a braggart. Perth, Ontario. That's awesome. Oh, really? I love yeah. It. Yeah. And where were you born, Jason? Uh, Prince Edward Island originally. Okay. okay. And then uh, my family moved to Ontario when I was about 12 or something like wow. that. I smoked a lot of okay. your pot when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah. But what, what position did you play? Uh, defense. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. It's, and do uh, you still play? I don't play anymore, like, just with the horses and stuff. Right. I've been yeah. too busy traveling and doing everything. So I don't play, like, skate once in a while. But You didn't get into polo, I guess. Polo? No. Or, but what, I you know honestly... We have... Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like, yeah, What polo. is that? Like, hockey? Hockey it's on like horses? field hockey on horses. Yeah. yeah. I played field hockey before, too. Oh, is that right, eh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've played every sport almost if I could. <laughs> but, but to get to get to cool. where you got to, um, as high up in the game as you had, mm-hmm. you must have done this all your life. I didn't... I, I've skated my whole life. And when I was seven, my dad put me in hockey, and I was actually in figure skating beforehand. We I grew up on a lake, too, so... <clears throat> Um, my dad would uh, shovel off an area. We skate all winter there, but I was in organized hockey and played, um, yeah, all the way through till I was through college. Yeah. And your dad scouts for the Olympic team. Yeah. Yeah. How, what the hell? That must, that's gotta be a crazy gig. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, what, I, how I, did, what's celebrating it? like crazy when we win all the time. Yeah. But what does that entail? Um, so he travels around a lot and scouts at different camps, training camps, um, keeps an eye for young people coming on who, uh, are potentially going on to the team and he helps, uh, make selections for the team itself. He doesn't necessarily go to the Olympics with them though. Like he, he does all of his work around Canada and somewhat of the United States too, because some of the players do play NCAA hockey in the States too. Canadian girls. Yeah. 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 yeah so. That's a trip. Wow. Yeah, yeah. One of Andrew's girls used to play hockey. Does Layla still play hockey? Yeah, she was playing over the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This past winter. She's good at it. She's, yeah. yeah. It's fun going yep. to the games nice. and watching. Wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. It's honestly, it's a great sport. It. Uh, I feel like it really has, it sets you up for um, really good life experiences and definitely go through a range of life experiences in a short amount of time playing hockey that you can apply later on in life. So. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And 
the only thing I do with ice is drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never played that's hockey. Okay. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that mm-hmm. you did that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of not knowing, um, Randy used to uh, do medieval shows on horses, uh, jousting and stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah, I actually started my stunt career basically 100 years ago doing Wild West shows and 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 like what do you call and it? Medieval, medieval type uh, with a buddy of mine. Cool. Um, he's now passed, but yeah. Were, Were you the Black Knight? <laughs> no, no. He used. He was usually. Oh, okay. He, he, he had a character in the cowboy shows called Black Bart. Okay. That's, oh yeah. That's yeah. his fast draw rig behind me on the wall. Okay. When he passed, his wife gave me that rig. He knew hmm. that Jim would want me that. Want uh-huh. me to have that. So would the main stunt be falling off with that kind of? Thing uh, to one? to some degree that that's one of them um we would chase people on horses and then rope them and and then drag them and then i'd get shot or i'd get hit with a sword and i'd have to come off okay i i I once wrote an article about stunting for a magazine and i talked about how i came off my horse Mm -hmm. uh and i dislocated my right shoulder so we've we I found the only pothole in the entire field. Oh, of course. <laughs> when you walk that field and all the grass is cut even, mm-hmm. looks awesome. Yeah. Yes. Right there is a hole, and my right shoulder found that hole. Okay. But then the editor of the magazine changed it from uh, coming off to falling off. Hmm. So it made me sound inept. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. not planned i did it on yeah. purpose yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway that's like my dad one time came off one and it, this was not on purpose though and uh, kind of a smooth area but he fell off and he said he's lying there not really unconscious but a little bit out of it and then he's like oh my god i'm blind and it turned out there was one groundhog hole and he'd come to rest with his face in the groundhog <laughs> hole. <laughs> so, but he said he could, thought he was blind for a second. Then he said he could see light coming from the side. And he said, what, what sense did that make? Oh, That's hilarious. Amazing. You know, it's funny. Um, stunt guys uh, in general, I'm older stunt guys, we, you know, you get in the business because you got a little cowboy in you and you, mm-hmm. and you can't wait to do a Western, right? So mm-hmm. my first Western... Uh, I got called to be the stunt coordinator to arrange all the gags for um, a Western episode of Super Dave Osborne. Hmm. Okay. Remember that show? I kind of know all that, but I don't oh, know. Oh, it's it's yeah. a bigger joke if you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's that evil, It's he's a uh, sort of an evil can evil type. Uh, it's a parody. Sort it's of a parody, thing. yeah, yeah. Bob Weinstein. Anyway. Einstein. And he's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's, it was a hilarious show, but. Uh, I had to come off a horse on, on that show, and I just rolled over the back end. I get shot, and I dislocated my right uh, my right wrist. I, I, I don't know if I dislocated it, but I jammed something. And then a couple of days later, I'm in my truck, and I'm turning a corner, and I did this with, on oh. the steering wheel, and you hear it. Uh, no, it was, it was back in. Whatever happened, it went right back. It was perfect. Oh, well, that's perfect. I thought yeah. you heard it more. No, it was, it was great. But anyway, it's a fun experience. Did you have to travel around with uh, the Wild West show? Is that um, no, no, mostly southwestern Ontario. Okay, like, no, it, um, that was that was a Jimmy thing that my yeah. buddy Jimmy Flat, um, who everybody in the stunt business knows, they used to go to his place and train on horses and whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah, just whatever Jimmy set up. This, we worked the CNE. I did the CNE with the bishops years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Nice. The fast draw challenge, shooting guns, and 
And now a lot of the young guys come out of the um, out of the medieval times show <laughs> oh, okay. in Toronto. You know, some, yeah. yeah, some do. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's there's a few a good number of yeah. guys. Yeah, good writers. I might be wrong about this, but I think a lot of the original stunt people kind of were. Cowboys. Like cowboys that would go do westerns and then kind of ro- move from the westerns to 100%. whatever from yeah. there. Absolutely, yeah. and that so I, absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of the history, I guess, of of how it all began. Yeah, yeah, stuff. you'd find a bunch of cowboys and say, "Who wants to make five bucks falling off of it? go?" Yeah, mm-hmm. I know yeah. the one guy. Like, uh, I think I don't know him personally, but Ben Johnson, he was a famous cowboy actor. But he went from he was making one dollar a day and then went to Hollywood and then I forget what he was making. 50 a day or something like this so it's like at that time period to go from one to 50 times whatever yeah. it was you're doing so i can kind of see why they kind of went that route that's why yeah yeah and you can see why hollywood's so popular yeah yeah <laughs> uh john wayne they were making john wayne movies and a fellow named chuck robertson um bad, that's the guy called bad chuck or bad chuck like yep. yeah yep um he um he was just standing around one of the cowboys on set and some and they wanted John Wayne's character to leap onto the horse without touching the stirrup. Just one hand, grab the horn, and up you go. And nobody could do it. And Chuck mm-hmm. said, I could do it. So he did. And he so ended cool. up becoming John Wayne's stunt double forever. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know That's cool. Those movies there, they used to have the one guy was good Chuck and the one guy was bad Chuck. Oh, and that there was another one, yeah, that did, did the John Waynes. They both had the same names, so they had to have a way to come up oh, that's with hilarious. the difference between them. <laughs> Stuff like that, but yeah, he I, had a white horse. They call his name was Cocaine. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then they painted him every other color, every movie. Same, <laughs> same horse. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think they had to double him quite a bit. I don't think John Wayne, from what I've heard, was that great a rider. So they had to kind of he had they had to double him a little more than oh, average. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. bursting a lot of bubbles right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't have put that. Out. That's John true. Wayne can't ride. But, well, he can. I would just say. <laughs> Taking the magic out of it. Yeah, kind of, kind of ruining the day. For <laughs> well, speaking of magic, um, when I know when uh, police officers watch a police procedural type of show or something, they, they always... Uh, is a good question. Yeah, they're always kind of going, what the fuck? You know, this isn't how it goes. Picking it apart. This, yeah, picking it apart. I Do you guys pick apart horse stuff? Mm-hmm. Is, it, would yeah. it, is it the same in the way? Uh, I think the like a Western, like a good Western... And that, like, I really enjoy them and that. But uh, the ones that are, like, actually a horse movie are usually so corny, it's painful to kind of sit through it, basically. So when they make a good one, it actually tends to go over quite well. So like you're saying, like, the Black Beauty series, like, not that I would probably watch that one a whole lot, but, like, something that's, like, a Hidalgo or Seabiscuit or whatever like that, those movies do go over. Um, But they just the people that make them usually have no background in them. So right. the stuff that's in them, it's just kind of like, it's so off base that it's kind of like, just as now I'm picking on someone else, but like uh, Steven Spielberg did the one war horse several years ago. Oh yeah. And the movie itself, like they, like everything with the war part, the scenes were like amazing. You could see that they just went all out at it and stuff like that. But then the actual part where the, the story is kind of based around, it's like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Like it's just like it's isn't that like, like it just uh, you kind of one where the kid lost his horse and then ended up getting it back. At yeah, time. yeah. So like the movie itself, like it was the like the production of it is amazing and stuff like wow, that. Spielberg, but it's just like yeah, yeah and that. Uh, but it's just like usually the people that make them don't have a background in what we do, which is kind of again maybe is why Taylor Sheridan is yeah. kind of thought so well of on this because he he legit does know 
what should be in there and what's just like yeah oh, that's, that's yes, just silly of course. Like, yeah. stuff like that but yeah. like we were talking to someone recently and they said every horse movie has the same plot there's a they're going to lose the farm and then there's a little girl that's going to train the horse and ride it and save the day and just stuff a second. like that this isn't true Oh well, no, not often. <laughs> didn't you didn't you do that, Bronwyn, as you were a little girl playing yeah. hockey? Yeah. <laughs> I never I never had horses when I was a kid. I yeah. just loved them, and I took lessons. So no, <laughs> I didn't get that opportunity. But. What What about the the man from Snowy River? Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> the that, riding is incredible. Yeah, yeah that's probably awesome. the one of the most loved ones ever. Mm -hmm. It's still like I don't know if I talk to anybody in it that hasn't watched that. Like, and, and probably several times and that, but that's what I was kind of saying. Like when you get one that is a, is a good one, people really attach to it for a really long yeah. time. Yeah. But to watch those horses come over that cliff and down that hill and then the, the riders when they're, when they're running, chasing yeah. these, yeah. the horses are moving. Those men aren't, those men are silent as, you know, they just, the horses going, they're great. Yes. I did hear that when they do that big jump thing, I don't know if this is true or not. They said they took a hill that wasn't quite as bad and then planted the trees all on a bit of an angle so that when you could show oh, that. So Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that. So again, I don't, all the secrets I, don't know, well, I, don't, I don't know if that's ever said true or not, but because that one, though, actually was steep enough. If you did in real life, you'd stand a pretty good chance of somebody. But you could tell by some of the horses, just the, the way the horse was coming down. Yeah. That that was on a bit of an angle. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure. Yeah. And stuff like that. But you kind of, if you have some that are, if you, you don't want to be on one that's not very sure-footed doing something like that, because mm -hmm. you can get on some, they're just really, really good. They can really find their way and you feel like you can go wide open and you kind of have faith that's going to be all fine. And then you'll be on another one and you think anything past a trot, you're kind of worried. <laughs> you well, feel but like, that was yeah. the story though, the, the mountain horses. Yeah. 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 That they, yeah. That they could do that stuff when the other city horses couldn't do that. Yeah. 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 The city ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They dressed differently. Yeah. <laughs> now where, where, when you, when you watch a classic uh, and you see these big wide shots of this kind of stuff happening and then you watch something like uh, a Django Unchained or something where all the horses are, there's explosions and they're all falling over and all this. Yeah. Um, with movie magic, obviously you can make something like that look really good, but there's a whole bunch of cuts. Yeah. Um, do you guys see through all that? Do you do you think that the classics are done better, or or uh, nowadays are they getting riskier, but 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 better at yeah. doing this? I think some of the old ones. Well, one thing is, I think some of the old ones you didn't have the safety rules and stuff like this oh, so true. some some of the stuff that looked That's authentic true. was authentic because it actually happened yeah and that true. so oh, like I'm run, running w uh yeah and fall dro and, stuff. The horse. Mm -hmm. and that so like in a way i guess you could kind of say it was more authentic but maybe not for the right reasons and that then okay. today's though i don't know like the django one like for instance they have the one shot where the there's an explosion and a dozen horses fall over or something yeah. like that yeah. and i did like i had nothing to do with that don't know any of the people or anything like that but i did see something on that and they were kind of showing the behind the scenes and they really did have them all mm -hmm. trained to to drop pretty much on cue pretty darn well and stuff like is that. Is that a lot so, of work or what oh yeah, yeah. that's some yeah to get, stuff. to get one to lay down you can teach it relatively quickly but it's where you have to be there helping them lay so down what does relatively quickly mean is that a half an hour or six weeks no i would say like you could have one lying down somewhat willingly if they were kind of wanted to be good about it um, in a couple of weeks, but to have it where they would just do it where you said, okay, right now, that would be a different story. I see. And that, so you could get it where if you had one, like where you need to have a horse just laying down, if they had time to run in, ask it to lay down and then start rolling the camera, you could get that done pretty 
pretty quick. But if it's like, here's one standing there, we need it to suddenly flop over on cue, then that's going to be a heck of a lot. Not to harder. mention fire, explosions, mm. people, cameras, gunfights. Yeah, the gunfire. Yeah, gunfire, well, all this stuff. Well, the gunfire, like we get quite a few that we train to get used to that. And a lot of times how we start that is like with a bullwhip. And that's, you'll take a whip and just start cracking it very lightly and then start cracking it harder and harder okay. and harder until it's about the same uh, sound as the gun. But the thing with the whip is the gun is just bang. There is no quieter gunshot. And that's, so even when you have them used to it, if suddenly if you just let go with one, it can kind of startle them. And that, but with the whip, you can kind of crack a few times, then shoot off the gun. They kind of know something's coming. But actually that part there, sometimes what they don't like is actually the smell. So you can get one that's really good with the loud noise oh. and they do not like that burning powder smell. Oh, what's that about? I love that. And, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of like the smell of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah. A friend of my buddy, my buddy used to fire his guns at a distance. Yeah. And he would progressively get closer to the horse. Yeah. And then yeah. let the horse uh, smell the gun. Yeah. After the fact so you can smell the gunpowder yeah. yeah but we used to be able to fire those guns right beside their heads mm -hmm. yeah and the horse doesn't we had one for sale one time and uh i was shooting a gun off it and this guy phoned up who had bought a horse from us he's from texas and he really he said i'd like to buy this horse and i was like well sorry he was just sold today and he well i really want to buy him and it's like do you have the money for him and like just kind of wondering if it, maybe the deal would fall apart and that and sorry he sold but whatever it was when he saw us shooting off him, the reason he wanted him so bad was his ranch. They have a lot of wild pigs and they said, they're just getting overrun with these wild pigs. So he, the idea that he could have this horse that he could shoot at pigs off of was the whole selling feature. He didn't care about anything um. else about it. It was just that we were shooting <laughs> off him and that. So I was like, well, we've never had one that went for depopulating the pig, pig population. <laughs> that, was, that was his big thing. That's hilarious. Populating refrigerators with bacon though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Not bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, I have my, my whole head swimming right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I like talking about the, the movies and the TV. Um, I mean, this is kind of where we, what we're here for. See, one of the things that I've learned from our friends who do work the television and film industry with, mm -hmm. with horses is the preparation time. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's really difficult. So that you come in and you, let's say the the movie itself only has a four week prep. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have time for six weeks of training for horses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they may do it in advance. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, and by the time the, our friends get to work, um, they don't get they don't they they don't do it. They don't do what they want in a film because they, we don't have time. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in a way that's one advantage we sort of had is because like, as far as numbers go, like we own 70 of them and stuff like this. So like, I mean, we got a lot of horses wow. kicking around okay. and that's so like, and there's some of them are trained for different things and stuff. So if somebody says, oh, we would need one to do such and such, um, like we probably have one pretty close and that and we could put the finishing touches on for mm -hmm. something specific so like there was one commercial we ended up not doing it um but they needed a horse to be on a stage and i th can't remember exactly they had to reach out with a one foot like it was going to shake hands with somebody and that and then we had the one horse that had just been on candace got talent that had just been on a stage the week before and handled mm. that very well and the horse was taught to do a maneuver called the Spanish walk, which is basically it'll reach with one foot forward and then the other you foot forward. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. Yes. So like when they said about that, if they, in that particular one, now the commercial ended up getting canceled. It didn't happen. 
However, if somebody told somebody you have to train a horse to do this, that would be like a month or whatever. And then Bronwyn went out to the barn and had it doing it in five minutes mm -hmm. and stuff like this. Cause it already had the two maneuvers. Wow. You just had to kind of tie them together just a little bit smoother and stuff like this so i kind of walk by the one window and here's the horse reached out pawing on cue and stuff like this and like within a matter of a couple of minutes you're like that was pretty quick <laughs> like, but that, oh, man, so, okay cool. so this is awesome but how okay i don't want to give away the farm here Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to give it away either <laughs> but, but you know you you do you do clinics yeah. how do you teach a horse to do that walk that's spanish walk uh so mainly the technical part, you just walk beside them and use a voice cue that's kind of long, low, like walk, walk. And how I do it is I put my foot forward and then touch the leg and then the leg paws forward. And so then I just put it as the cue. I'm walking and then the horse is walking and basically okay, so, build off that. Okay. So what I'm getting is... The, mimicry the horse is mimicking you walking well or i show the new cue and then i show the old cue so the old cue to get them to lift their leg is to touch with my hand on their leg and they lift their leg and then i so i show them the new cue first which is reaching forward with my leg and then touch and then reach forward and then touch and then i say walk like long and low so they know to kind of hold it out no yeah, kidding. Yeah. But they just know this. What What is going through a horse's mind? Uh, I don't feel like I can do that with my dog. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know that I can do that. Do well, the, well, the <laughs> idea, when, when, you're touch, when you touch the leg and it extends, mm -hmm. like that's what's actually making it happen is the touch on just at the top of the leg. They'll yeah. kind of reach. If you time it right, yeah. they'll kind of reach out. But then you kind of walk in sync with them. And after a while, they start to look at the way you're walking is actually becomes the cue. Yeah. So then you can walk beside them and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's. If I don't move my leg in coordination with that one, then I'm going to get a little t t uh, tap. Oh, I see. Yeah. And yeah. That, so. So, wow. Yeah. And then you can walk out <laughs> front of them like that, and wow. they reach forward like you're walking. They translate that to out front. Okay, so if I wanted this horse to do this on camera mm -hmm. by itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would stand from me to you away. Right. So you And just... I would say walk. And I'd kind of, I'd have my like two dressage whips or whatever. And I just like kind of tap the ground a little bit Yeah. and they would reach, but they know that from me being beside them first. Of course. Yeah. So you've done the training. Yeah. So now we're on set. Yeah. My frame is yeah. behind the horse and just in front of the horse and you're here. Yeah. Just off camera. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, we just do this. With... Yeah. And, uh, I will say though, like I, one I foundation move for that is they have to have a great stop at Liberty because they have to stay back there. So you have to make sure they know to stay far away. Right. And that's one of your foundation Liberty moves in our training program. So making sure that they can do the move with us being for farther away. So. Similar to what you did with the horse that did the rearing on the mountain and yeah. the, in the Toyota commercial. Yes. <laughs> that exact thing. Yes. Well, that's awesome. But yeah. Yeah. No, horses are pretty smart. Like they, honestly, they can translate things pretty easy. It's usually the person that screws it up, not the horse. Right. I think uh, that's like any animal training. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll yeah. I was going to say, you just, you have to be very good at timing when it comes to training horses to a high level like that, because when you kind of drop your energy, they know that that's the end of the move, you know? So, so what happens if somebody else that does, um, animal training, horse training, mm -hmm. uh, 
for the film and television industry, if they don't have a horse that does a particular skill, can yeah. they come to you guys and perhaps rent that horse? Yeah. Or have you guys come and yeah. help facilitate that? I would say more the we go with them type deal sure. just because... A because lot of, we like it, to eat the snacks from the... Yeah, you don't want to miss out on that part. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> those are so... Uh, it's just very... Um, if one's trained to a fairly high level, the cues are pretty darn subtle. So I could tell someone here, this is the cue, and they would still... Even if they really knew what they were doing, they would, the, give, they it, they, the they would give it in yet. a slightly different manner, which would be right. just enough to take a little bit of the, the good part off, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So sure. Maybe it depends on the move, depends on the show, depends on what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. so like one, if somebody was good, they could get through it, mm -hmm. but you could probably see that it maybe wasn't quite what it could have been. Okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, well, yeah, I think yeah. so. Wow. No, no, the, the, the people's style's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the way they, I yeah. mean, I think that the basic technique might be correct, the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they approach something might be different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. That now, can can I say something about a whip? You mentioned a whip, yeah. And people who are listening to this, they yep. have to know you're not whipping the horse. Yeah, no. because the horse would run away. Like they're loose, they yeah. can decide for themselves whether they want to stick around. Yeah. The whip is more or less it, because it's flingy. It adds energy. So if and also it can be seen from a distance. So if I'm fifty feet away from a horse and I put my whips in the air, that means stop. If I drop them, that means come. If I wiggle it on the ground, that means lay down. So they can see those more than they can see my fingers. Sure. But I can do all that with my fingers, but it's just more or less I'd rather them see it and know clearly exactly what I'm yeah, pointing at. That's why at. the guys at the airport use those big orange yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't want to rely on the finger cue. Yeah. You can see it from a distance. Yeah. If, if they're giving you a finger cue, things are going wrong. Totally. Now, uh, speaking of this, uh, or on the same subject uh, matter, a, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, you go see something like a Django Unchained and everything's blown up and horses are falling down. I, I've i never heard more voices in a theater go, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The horse. Yeah. So what's really going on with the horse? Can we try to explain to people at home the how there's just no abuse happening no and, no like like for instance what a horse is feeling you know like if they're gonna have something blow up and have the horse lay down or like fall down and that really that would just be that they would spend a lot of time just slowly laying them down in soft sand for a long time until they're really comfortable when the more comfortable they get the quicker they'll lay down when they're learning in the very beginning they'll do it very methodically very slow and that it doesn't really look like it's not very hurting special. Them. Oh no, because they lay down the field all the time, yeah. and that's you're just asking sure. them to do something they already know how to do, mm -hmm. and that. So the only thing it is not to mm -hmm. get on the technical part of it. Horses, as a rule, are uh, like they're a prey animal, so they're always nervous about things as a general rule. So when they lay down, that is kind of them putting themselves in a vulnerable position. Oh, wow. So there is sometimes just a little resistance on their part because they're like, well, if I lay down and everything's around me, it's scary. I'm kind of at everybody's mercy basically and that so that that's a maneuver that mm. you kind of want some trust in them but anyways you'd lay them down very very softly very very slowly then basically you just start as they got better you could lay them down a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker if somebody's sitting on them and they want to lay down a lot of times they'll quickly pull their head to the side and that actually becomes the cue and then they'll kind of fall the opposite yeah, I've direction seen that for sure and that but like i have i was training some there not too long ago to lay down with me on them but it wasn't to look like a fall. It was just to lay down comfortably and relaxed. Okay. So those ones there, it was it was slightly different. 
I would take my foot feet out of the stirrups and just tap very lightly on the shoulder. And that was their cue to just drop out from underneath me. But it didn't look like anything was scandalous happening. It's just right. they kind of laid down, relaxed and quiet. Now, every once in a while, I see something like a horse flipping head over heels or something like that. Like um, flip all the way over, you mean? Yeah, or something like that. What's a, is Like it, in a movie? Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. The horse, yeah, fall back or, I think or a, a cowboy go up, go over a horse. I think a lot of those would be more a couple shots put together. Okay. And that's because if you okay. actually want one to go all the way up over and fall back, you're kind of getting into an area mm. where you could you have one maybe get a little bit almost, hurt. So, yeah. It would be hard yeah. to do that safely. We all, we, and also, because it's Hollywood, we <clears throat> you have uh, fake horses mm-hmm. on track mm-hmm. so that you cut from the actor riding the real horse, mm-hmm. cut in tight, and then show a partial horse with that stunt guy yeah. and that horse is being tipped over forward. Oh, sure. sure. You just marry them all together and we but these do, horses, believe in the illusion. Yeah. But they're very strong animals and mm-hmm. they're not like easily hurt. Yeah. It's not like me falling over, right? No, but at the same time, you do have to sort of be careful with them too. Sometimes it's not even really a matter of being hurt. It's just the fact that if they do something a little bit and get just a little bit sore, they're just not going to want yeah. to do it. And that, so like for instance, with the, having them lay down, they'll lay down and be very comfortable about it. But if you did it 10 times a day for a week, it'd be, they're going to get a little bit muscle sore, like not as in hurt, but just a little tender. So it's actually going to kind of go downhill. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff sure. like that, you want to start on it and then just leave them alone for a week or two and then kind of go back to it and then give them another little break. That way there, they never, yeah. they never have any reason to resist. Yeah. Sometimes less like is more man. like you, you get a little win and then leave it alone. And then don't re-harp on it. Like when we were getting ready for Canada's Got Talent, it really was a little bit of a fine balancing act. We wanted to practice our routine, but more for us because our horses, like they know how to do the tricks. So we would only do it like once a week just so that we... With the horses. With the horses, yeah. yeah. And then we would do it on foot so that we kind of had just our timing down better. But there's no point in involving the horses in our timing. We only made them do it once a week because more or less like a horse, when they're loose and stuff, you don't want to develop any bad habits. You do it too many times. They'll just run away after a while. If they don't feel like doing it, you just can't make a horse do anything. You have to keep their mind engaged and keep it fun for them. Sure. Now I was told that you approach a horse as you would approach a child. Does that make sense? Like a, like a four-year-old child is skittish and scared of things, so you would approach it slower? Yeah, there's maybe a little bit of truth to that. Usually with people, you're trying to find a happy medium when they work with animals. So, for instance, if somebody is really loud and really aggressive and kind of over the top, usually somebody like that can't read them very well because they're just doing too much, and it kind of bothers the animal. At the same time, if you get somebody that's extremely meek and mild, you're going to kind of end up with a horse that they'll kind of recognize that this person isn't leading anything and that. So then they kind of turn into a little bit of a pushover and stuff like this. So you kind of, that person that's in the middle is usually the better person. Of course, everybody's going to be a little too much extreme one or the other, but the aggressive person needs to know to learn how to tone it down. The person that's a little too meek maybe needs to know, step it up a little bit. And I imagine there's a touch of natural something that you have. Uh, well, there'll be a little bit, some people are just like anything else. Some people are better at some things than others and and stuff like that. So yeah, I think certain people are Mm -hmm. probably better than others, but I mean, if somebody really put the effort in, they could, they may not get to be the best one, but they could get to be pretty good. I imagine. Yeah. So So what's a horse whisperer? 
uh, a Hollywood term. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's uh, what I thought. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. That's kind of one of those things. If somebody said it about someone else, you'd maybe take it as a compliment, but kind like of in a little Howie bit Mandel of Howie Mandel said little, it to me. Yeah, Howie Mandel said it to Ron <laughs> there. Yeah. Or there, but like if somebody walked up to you and said, I'm a martial artist, that would be one thing. If they walked up and said, I'm a ninja, you would maybe take that a little differently. And that's so... That's probably that, true. So, it's a great analogy. That, yeah. But like it, in our thing, if somebody said, I am a horse whisperer, you'd be kind of like, oh, right. <laughs> so what about these guys like, uh, like uh, Caesar... Caesar Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about? I mean, he's a dog guy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do, do you believe it? Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about him, to be honest. Like, I know he's well thought of by some yeah. people. I know, I know more the name, like than I than sure. I do the person. But usually, anybody in the the animal thing, in a way, if you become uh, too big a deal, there'll be someone saying, "Well, that's not really how you do it." But right. a lot of it, though, too, is if you're teaching other people, in a way, you have to break it down. A little bit so sometimes the person that's like the the real guru type part of it's just sort of a, a feel that they have it but it's pretty hard for them to teach somebody else that yeah way. yeah yeah so totally. pretty pretty much anybody that's brand name has to have come up with a bit of a way to be like okay here are the 10 steps to do this it's not necessarily perfect but it's better than than what nothing. you were doing before yeah it's way yeah. better than you were it's maybe not the 100 percent, but it's the 90 percent Ah, that version. makes sense. But it goes back to what, what Jason said earlier, that even uh, the dog trainer mm -hmm. will say that it's mostly the owner. Mm -hmm. It's not the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same thing with the horses. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like in a way, if we were teaching someone to train their horse, you're in a bit of a, mm -hmm. uh, there's a balancing act because you're trying to teach the person, you're trying to teach the horse at the same time. And if they're both making mistakes then that gets tricky mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So a lot of it, but if you put it this way though, too, if you train the horse, that's great, but it will regress to wherever the owner is. And that, so if you train oh, the owner, then you, the, the owner will bring the horse up oh, and stuff wow. like this. So it's kind of like the teach, give a, give a person a fish or teach them the fish type sure. deal. Mm -hmm. If you train them, all their horses will be better for it. So if you train the one horse, it's going to get better, but then it will come back a little bit if they're not on par. There's a re reinforcement component where that, Yes. person has to keep doing it yeah because yeah. the horse will it's a diminishing skill yeah the horse will. be like if a person got really physically fit and then sat around for three years they don't pick it up where they they're really? going they're going back a bit <laughs> so me being lazy over covid <laughs> <laughs> uh, i wasn't talking about you <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. funny um how, how did covid go over for guy for people like you with horses and it was actually it was all over the map for us yeah. and that because um like actually the the market for horses and training and that was extremely strong during that time mm -hmm. because it was something that people could do right. like you couldn't cancel sure. that yeah. well i mean there was all a little you, period of time all where you, you could do is ride horses and make sourdough bread apparently yeah those are your, your two <laughs> options apparently okay. that was a thing during covid there. making sourdough bread so. but no uh no during that time period there we were quite quite busy and that the only thing we couldn't do was our clinics because you couldn't go to a place and have sure. a gathering so that stopped that yeah. um, at one point there it was driving me a little bit insane though because we were actually really busy at home training a lot of horses for people and then uh, but they had nothing the owners had nothing to do and stuff like this so we'd be getting phone calls and emails every day what about this what about that what about the oh. other thing and like basically they were bored and had nothing to do but we were swamped busy but we had their only outlet because riding was their fun and 
kind of their only get yeah. escape from the world. So now we had it. So they figured if they phoned us five times a day, that was keeping them involved, which was getting maybe just a, a little awkward <laughs> yeah. there. But I was, I'm kind of happy things went back to normal. Yeah. Well, they're wow. asking everybody to, you know, uh, stay at home. Only so many people per household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it gets a little difficult when you yeah. got 70 horses and well, no, ours, probably a crew of people, I imagine. Ours is pretty much all family. So that's actually the one thing, like they said, you have to stay home. And I mean, we couldn't do the clinics, like I said, but our our existence is 90% home. Like and stuff okay. like this, like the business is that business is at home and what we do is at home and they say stay six feet away from everybody. Well that's pretty easy. <laughs> and on, on on 100 acres or something. Yeah, and I guess you guys can shoot your show and everything. Oh yeah. yeah. We were everything was a go. We were yeah. pretty busy. Yeah. So. Very cool. Oh, man. I'm not not looking for an address, but where do you guys live? Uh, uh near Southampton, Ontario. Oh, okay. So soggy and shores. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So Thanks. Thanks for driving all the way down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us yeah. down here. It's well, been a pleasure. No, no, it's not over. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, just asking where you live. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so I've had fun so far. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Same. <laughs> so tell us about Canada's Got Talent. The experience. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how did it begin? Yeah. How does that work? How does you, how do you get on? Well, you well, put a, put it on your goal list like eight years ago, and yeah. then you just make okay. t- I don't yeah. know. Bro. And it just comes about. Yeah. <laughs> Canada's got talents eight years old. No, no it's that's not. the whole thing. Uh, Bronwyn, like every year we'll kind of make a list of what's our goals for the year and then what's kind of the bigger ones that will take us a little bit longer. And then she had, huh. there was no Canada's Got Talent at the time, but she wanted to be on one of the talents shows so she had on this. She wants to be on Canada's Got Talent, but it didn't exist yet. And stuff like this. So, so they that, started it because of you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, wild. Yeah, You're so, welcome. So, so she was there. Well, we want to. I want to be on Candace Got Talent. And then I remember we saw an ad now introducing Candace Got Talent. And I kind of had a feeling. I think we're somehow going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw the yeah. first one, yeah. I saw it right before Broadwin did. And I'm like, hey, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And has anyone else done horses on that show before? No, no. no cool. It's, uh, it's one of a kind. Act yeah, you guys sure. were uh, pleasing a crowd, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. People loved it. We were really, yeah. we enjoyed it. I. I really didn't know what to expect. Like I assumed it would be good, but I just had no concept of what I it's thought an it would be. Thing, eh? And that, but uh, yeah. yeah. So we applied uh, the very first year, and then really never heard anything about it. Like yeah. we sent it off off into thin air, as far as we knew. And then uh, the second year we did it again, and then the second year they got back to us right away, and they said the first year they remembered it, us, but basically because it was the first season, they weren't really taking on stuff that was going to be maybe really tricky to pull off like sure. you, you can have another singer there it's not really going to matter a True. lot as far as planning goes and sure. that so then they we we went back and forth with them several times though mm-hmm. like they were really they wanted to just make sure that it could be pulled yeah. off <laughs> that we and weren't that, gonna do something too dangerous you know they right. wanted to make sure we knew what we were doing before we uh commit or they yeah. committed to us <laughs> i should say well that okay makes, yeah, makes but, sense but yeah. I, i'd yeah. have to say with them too they just really went out of their way to be good mm-hmm. like they would even things like some of the stuff because what we were doing, they didn't really know what we needed or didn't need or whatever, but they would get hold of us with every little question and be like, is this okay? Will this work? What about mm-hmm. this and that? So like, it's just absolutely nothing but good to say about them. They were just Did great they group. supply the flooring and the, and the stanchions or? Uh, uh, yeah, the they flooring, ran yes. out the mats and stuff like yeah. that. Cause it's actually a, like the hard the rubber. stage and stuff like yeah. that. And like, they'd be slipping pretty good, but yeah. it was kind of slightly awkward in a way because the, well, it was it was fun though, but 
they didn't want to let the judges know what was going to happen. So everything there, we were interviewed backstage and they would basically ask us to give a couple sets of answers. Like said, like one, explain exactly what you're going to do. And in the next one, tell us, but don't kind of give the details away. They wanted to surprise the judges with the horses. Which, yeah. So, and, and it yeah. looked really genuine. Though. Yeah. You yeah. guys walked out, they were surprised. Yeah. yeah. That was great. At the one point there, though, we go out and Howie Mandel is asking us about her act. And they're like, so tell us about yourselves and stuff like this. And we're kind of like, well... Well, we do what we do and we lo- like what we do and we've done it for a while and that's why we do what we do and that's we're going right. to do it here. Because you guys came up together <laughs> yeah. before you went and got the horses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. Although even that was a little bit hectic because uh, we had some friends there that were really helping us a lot that day. And that, but uh, we were kind of a little bit last minute. We were filming something outside just by ourselves uh, to a little bit of an introduction. And then... They're like, oh, yeah, and you got to be on the stage in like 10 minutes or whatever it was. And we're not even near the building, so we have to take off and and hurry up and get there. And then we pulled the horses off the trailer, and they were, we're, you're just kind of praying they're still clean because you didn't have time to to actually get them very ready. And this, and then basically pulled them off and mine and threw the saddle on and stuff, and then had to, had them, excuse me, had to hand them off to our friends. And then they kind of run us up to the stage, and we thought we had maybe like a little bit of time. And the one lady basically hands us a microphone and shoves us out the thing and the horses aren't even there yet and stuff like oh, this. Wow. So we're out there and you're kind of like talking and kind of looking over your shoulder at the same time to see if they're actually yeah. ready to go. And then at one point I heard the one Winnie and I kind of, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> you wasn't sure if they were still outside or something like yeah. this. But. And the best part is that the, the, there's the alleyway in the door right there. You wouldn't have to take them up up an elevator or anything to get them to the stage. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, of course, yeah. that's really good for the horse. That really Down helps. Down the back hallways we yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, awesome. But, totally. yeah, no, it was cool. And then uh, the judges, they seemed to like it. I would, I would say Cardinal was hard to read because every time I looked at him, he has his arms crossed, staring at me. And I'm like, oh, he's hating this. And then he was like yes and he was really happy about it i'm just like oh that's awesome did you get did you get to meet the judges and all that uh just briefly there like in that moment yeah yeah but not uh, backstage or anything the the two the the guys they stayed at the table but then the women judges they came came up up to the meet the horses there Mm -hmm. and give them some apples and stuff like that and then uh uh, ellie um oh the oh uh the main yeah. the the Lindsay L. Lindsay L. That's yeah. getting a mind blank here, but like kind of got to chat with her just a little bit there yeah. before and after okay. and stuff like that. Cool. So it, was, it was a fun experience. It oh, looked yeah. like it was lots a fun of experience. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had a great time there. So. It was kind of funny mm-hmm. too because the backstage you would go from one section and get filmed a little bit there, and then go to another area and get filmed like kind of all different little segments. Everybody kind of had their own little segment for the show that they did, mm-hmm. but most folks generally rolled through each one fairly quickly like 10 minutes or so and kind of giving your background and stuff and then with ours i think because everybody's imagination was going just a little bit they were all trying to be extra creative mm-hmm. and that's so at one point bro and i were i would like back like filming like we're gonna have a gunfight or <laughs> something like that and then the next one there'd be something else completely different and then the one point they're there at with one guy and like is there anything else we need and he kind of looks at us and he's like well, I assume you know how to line dance because they're going to have <laughs> oh, like no. some little introduction there. And it's like, no, I've never done it in my life. It's <laughs> like this, but just the way we're dressed and stuff. So, well, but they assume that. Oh, yeah, they assume it. But you get to really tell everybody's imagination yeah. for they really want to come up with something for our little Yeah, segment. I feel like the horses sparked their creativity. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but it also neat. shows how limited everyone is. 
to think that if you dress this way and you have a horse, you can line dance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and have a gunfight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it must have been more nerve-wracking uh, just preparing for it than actually doing it because it's kind of clockwork, right? I mean, it's what you do. Yeah. Uh, so how long in advance did you know that you were going to go to start to prepare? Um, did we know two, like two months? Yeah, about two months. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 They tried to let us know a little bit sooner so that because they knew that but there you might knew be for more. eight years you were going to do this. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah eight years exactly. Long. So I was ready. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we had to send in a tape to show it. So like in a, and they didn't really want us changing anything. So because they didn't want somebody pretending they're going to do one thing and then throw something else at them, and that. So originally when we sent the tape in, it was we pretty much stayed spot on to that. So we, okay. we practiced, but we w weren't really supposed to change anything. So okay. we, we kind of held true to that. Now, one, okay. you, so you've done it now. Can you do it again? Or is that uh, something? <laughs> I don't know that we, like, we had a great experience. And, you know, I feel like that's where we're going to leave it with the Canada. There needs to be talent. a big brother but with horses. Yeah, yeah. yeah farm, exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horse drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reality TV. The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh -huh. setting up your horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I think the company that does that one, they do the Bachelor, bachelor yeah. Canada. I don't know if they do. Or do they? Or I don't know. They do other reality shows. So. I know they do the Dragon's Den, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'd have an opportunity to do something with them again. I'm not sure. Yeah, you got to bring the holy crap strap to the Dragon's Den. Yeah. I love exactly. that. The holy crap strap. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. I, I want $25 million for 5% of my company. <laughs> Here's the strap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy crap. A number of years ago, um, over a period of two years, uh, our family was approached by three different production companies to do... Um, um, a reality show like the Butcher Stunt Family. Okay. And they wanted to follow us to set. And, because I have two daughters as well that are stunt performers. Yeah. My youngest daughter's an art director, and Rhonda was a talent agent for, uh, oh, I don't know, about 112 years and a long time. And, Roughly. Um, you know, all the kids grew up doing stunts. So it, it came down to, eh, we really didn't want to do this. Um, and they wanted us to fight and argue and oh yeah this, yeah my, it was my best be friend sitting beside me yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's just weird. not happening right? yeah but Ron and I had another show that we would like to have done and that is travel around the United States in the in a bus um, going from cowboy show to cowboy show and because she was my agent she would insinuate me into their stunt shows cool uh -huh. <clears throat> and so we found one company that really loved it so they came to our house to do a I, there's a punchline to this story. Uh, they came to our house to do a teaser reel, and so they interviewed Rhonda and I upstairs. And, and the producer, she says to me, so Rhonda, with Randy being a, a stuntman, um, is there anything you'd really like to see Randy do? And without batting an eye, Rhonda goes, I would really like to see Randy jerk off a horse. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, that's the same reaction that the producer. And then she started to laugh and she almost fell over. And I said, well, honey, I think you might want to rephrase that. For for anyone listening, my <laughs> wife knew exactly what she was talking about, where we have a harness and a cable and get we get snapped, jerked, off. snapped off the yeah, horse, right? Yeah. So I, so I said, yeah. Oh, no. And it continues. So the, I said, let's try it again. So the girl, she, she asked the same question. 
And without batting an eye, Rhonda says, um, yeah, I'd really like to see Randy jerk off a horse. She's <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> anyway, it's really quite funny. Yes, yeah, you, yeah. you really weren't paying attention when we yeah. talked about this a minute ago. <laughs> There's a very small community of people that would probably want yeah, to see the- that as well. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, it got weird. It totally got weird. <laughs> there might be a magazine in there. <laughs> Anyway, Whoa. That, that's Turn one of my favorite. That's a, one of my favorite horse stories. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing now? Are you you're, you're shooting for you shooting uh, season seven, six, yeah, yeah. Six, six. season six? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And is that what's currently running? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it starts to play in next week. Yeah, Monday next week, I believe. So amazing. Mm-hmm. What time? What time do we catch it? Uh, we haven't got the new schedule That's yet, a good, actually. Good they actually, well, it runs oh, it runs three times yeah. a week on yeah. each station. So you can catch us six like times this, so. a week if you. Oh, <laughs> please. Amazing. Really? Eh? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay, and people are going to your show to watch and learn how to train their horses. Yeah. Um, when you when you did season one, I imagine you had a very basic level of what you were gonna you want to teach. Did you mm-hmm. know you were going to go six seasons, seven seasons, eight? And you said earlier about keeping it exciting, but, yeah. you know, 70 some odd episodes. And yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of horse tricks. Yeah. Are they all different? Yeah, each one's different. Sometimes we'll be somewhat on the same subject and that. But uh, yeah, like the first season, it wasn't on as many providers. Like, so it wasn't available as many places, which is probably best for everybody because we were, that was kind of our learning (laughs) season and that, but, uh, by the time we got through a couple of them, then we, I was definitely happier with the the quality of it and kind of what we were doing. But, uh, the first one, we had to keep it relatively basic just because we had to crank out a lot of them and do it pretty quick. Like there was one day there we were doing it and we have a, this corral and it's round and it had been raining and raining and raining. And this was the only day that wasn't raining. So we're trying to train this one horse in there and it's, a corral but it looks more like a trout fishing pond and stuff like this that's all <laughs> full of water and stuff like that so the stuff like that kind of made it awkward but huh. uh no as far as how long we knew it would go we really had no idea and that we just have kind of always played it by by year as we went along and stuff like this but the guys that we work with there at wild tv like they've just been a very easy group to get along with and stuff like that so they obviously awesome. love it yeah. well every year we'll kind of check in with them it's like do you want to renew the show oh absolutely yeah away we go again yeah. and stuff like that so it's it's actually like we don't although we get along with them real well there's not a ton of back and forth they they know what we know what we're supposed to do and sure. they're yeah. like yep You're do it and provide the product send it in awesome. and everybody's yeah, that's good amazing stuff like that is so. it is it scripted at all like no it's more like we'll just have a, a section of points that we got to go through i know right. i've heard in the movie world don't work with animals or kids and stuff like that <laughs> and like when we're doing yeah. it like we'll get into that a little bit like something will be you're trying to film something and all of a sudden it'll something will happen spook them or whatever and that stuff so sometimes it's a little hard to keep it at the very very beginning we tried to do it pretty not exactly scripted but pretty close to a script and that and that was way too hard we just couldn't make it fit because something's always kind of happening if you're riding a horse and you're trying to say something then something else happens and you're like i need to stick to the script (laughs) you can't (laughs) oh that's cool though but yeah yeah, that makes sense but you guys know your subject matter incredibly well so then you don't need a script you just talk yeah yeah you kind of roll with whatever is happening but at the same time like the very first time we went to do it i thought it would be relatively easy because we'd made like tons of like YouTube videos and things like that. And then uh, we were used to speaking in front of 
uh, at the expos and stuff. So mm-hmm. pretty large crowds, like you get 500 or a thousand people sometimes. And that's, so I'm like, well, talking to a box isn't going to be that tricky and stuff <laughs> like this. But then I never was really thinking there's no feedback. Like yeah. if you say something yeah. in front of a crowd, yeah. if everybody's silent, you know, it didn't go over real well. <laughs> if everybody kind of smiles or nods, you know, you're sort of on the right track. So with the first season of filming, like you kind of talk and then ramble and then skip something and then do it again and do it again. And I did have to laugh a little bit though. We went to go do the very first one and I was like, I'm going to wing it like how I would normally do at a, at an event. And I was, I was messing everything up. Like I couldn't get my own name right. And that, and it's wrong, 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 wrong. And Rowan's getting mad at me and stuff like this. So we finally got through it and it wasn't, it wasn't what I kind of wanted it. So then Brown's kind of giving me a hard time afterwards that I wasn't prepared and I wasn't ready and da, 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 and like, okay, fine. So Brown gets all ready for hers a few days later. So I'm supposed to film her and she goes out all prepared notes, chalkboard, the whole, whole yeah, deal. I had a whiteboard. There, has, has a whiteboard and then screwed it up every bit as bad as I did and bombed it a hundred percent. That's good. And then on the way, she goes walking by and I'm trying to like not smile and that I'm kind of like looking down, but it's like sort of grinning and she goes past and you are such an ass to me. And I was like, so I was a problem when I messed it up, but yet when you messed it up, I'm also the problem. <laughs> so, You're married. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, it took a little while I found to get the flow going. But yeah. How, yeah. Long, how long does it take to shoot an episode? Well, usually we try to do it in one go. Yeah. Just because if you're working with one, you want to show the steps. So if you stop and start again, it tends one to go lose. is one day. Yeah, one day. Although sometimes what we'll do is um, film it in sections. So we'll have like, here's a short topic of five minutes. And sure. here's, here's another little topic. So sometimes when we film one full one, we'll then film like a five minute little segment, which could go into another one or something like that. Right so sometimes having a few of the five minutes to help another one along helps quite a bit and saves quite a bit of time. Now, if you're shooting 13 episodes, do you do it over a period of 13 days, like five days and then five days and three? Or no, no, no. Usually yeah. we'll <clears throat> film, then kind of make that episode, like edit and stuff like well, that. Well, it's fresh it in, in our mind. Then, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. And just, uh, we found that it was easier to edit when you kind of already remembered, oh yeah, the third one didn't go as good, but the, sec- the fourth one was the better one or whatever okay. it may be stuff like that so we found that a little bit slicker well that's very cool yeah i imagine you guys are still getting along and everything oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the editing process took a lot longer for us to learn for sure Sure. than the what do you edit on um wonder share filmora the commercial version of it cool wonder share yeah never heard of it it's very user friendly i will say as opposed to like the adobe one uh, okay. It looked way harder to learn in a short amount of time. And we had to make um, 18 episodes in two months. Mm-hmm. So so I needed something kind of beginner friendly to start out with. That's working. Yeah. Now, now we kind of know what. So yeah. kind of scared to change anything. Yeah. Now <laughs> you kind of understand how to work one. Yeah. 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 And I imagine you guys have smoothed out all the bumps and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you're sort of on a good yeah i feel like we can go we can kind of go through and flow with it a little bit like yeah we were at a a big expo one time and there's a guy there and you know sam elliott yeah there yeah there this guy there was a guy there there was a guy there no no it wasn't him it wasn't him it wasn't him it wasn't (laughs) wasn't sam elliott uh, there but he this guy he looks like sam elliott 
And I was like, man, that guy looks exactly like Sam Elliott. And I kind of thought it actually was for a second. <laughs> and then he spoke. It turns out he sounds exactly like him yeah. too. Like I think he was an identical twin that got separated. Okay. And that, and it's for some reason it flashed in the back of my, my mind. If we ever have a TV show, he has to be the guy that introduces it. Yeah. And then two years later we had the TV show and then asked him if he would do this. And he does voiceover work and stuff like this. Yeah. And they, oh yeah, absolutely. And stuff like this. But I was thinking in my horse training career, I never thought I was going to have to find somebody like as a, and we had a get a tune like kind of a little tune yeah. made that we had the rights Aww. to and stuff like this which we didn't know anything about but no. we got it done and i was thinking at no point did i ever think we were gonna have to find a jingle writer in our horse training <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy <laughs> yeah no horses have led us to weird places now do you guys but only not here to... this is fun <laughs> can they lead you to water and no yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now do you guys feel like you're cheating on yourselves if you listen to rap music or anything like that no i listen to everything <laughs> yeah, okay. but yeah no okay. we definitely have our own little tune and it's it gets stuck in your head after a while <laughs> yeah i bet but I'm but i hope it gets school. stuck in everybody's head <laughs> yeah. when they're watching it so <laughs> no it's fascinating you guys are very ambitious and doing a lot of stuff my oh, god thank you I don't imagine that the future of tech really is in your way. No, actually, in a way, it kind of probably will help us in the long term. And that because like we'll do stuff like sell uh, training videos and stuff like that, too. So um, like kind of as new stuff comes along, we try to kind of be aware of it. I don't know if I'd say we're at the forefront of all of it, but if something's kind of taking hold, we try to be there. Are people still buying videos? Uh, more than maybe a person would think. Yeah. Like there's still really? a fair bit of yeah. that. But then like with what we do, a lot of our mm. clientele is sort of like we, we have lots of like teenagers and 20 year olds too that kind of do mm-hmm. go along with us on this too. But a lot of it's people that were had been watching VHSs and stuff like this and then maybe switched to DVDs but didn't switch past mm-hmm. that one yet and stuff yeah. like that. So. Who's doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> Horse people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> still got their VHS machines. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, not, yeah, not the VHS, the next one. <laughs> yeah. The DVDs. Yeah. Well, the future tech is obviously freaking out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, know? yeah. And so... The, it, the one thing in our world, I would say, though, it's made it where... Um, I don't know how to put this, but... It kind of it has let everybody be an expert. So, for oh. instance, somebody can make a YouTube thing and be like, "Well, this is how you do this, and this is how you do that." And it might be somebody that has <laughs> a lot of that no, out there. no experience. Yeah, it's probably across the board in every industry. That's interesting. And that, uh, but somebody be like, "Well, I'm now the expert," and uh, it's kind of like, "Well, there's you weren't the expert yesterday," <laughs> and that. But now, if you have a camera, you can kind of make yourself that way. Well, so, just wait for my uh, my horse videos. That I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Some but, of my favorite videos out there of like the the uh, old school kung fu guys or martial artists that where a bunch of guys come at them to attack them, but they just use the... Oh, the bullshit. The, the bullshit. Bull- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's one I saw. Yeah, I had like 20 hilarious. people, and the guy brushes the one and knocks everybody in a row down. Yeah, yeah, yeah like what? Is this not oh, true? Yeah. This, yeah. This, this doesn't really happen. <laughs> oh my. The ninjas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's so funny. Yeah. The bullshit. Yeah. 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 There's got to be a lot of that in do, your your world. Do you get that in yours quite a bit? Oh well, as I'm, I, I think I'm it's a everywhere. Lifelong martial artist, and yeah, you do. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, in but, the stunt industry. Not real. I, I mean, mean, you got a lot of a lot of uh, daredevils and, and jackass type stuff mm-hmm. on the internet, and you know, and some guys tr- try to get maybe into the industry with that sort of nature first. Yeah. Um, 
But I don't know. I don't know if there's a, like there's nobody training. Not that I'm aware of training stunts on uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube uh, that aren't uh, professional. I don't think so. It's not formal. I guess we don't even look for it. No, I've, I've now never, I'm going to look never, for I've it. Never yeah. looked for it. They're not uh, around to I'd tell the to tale. Yeah, they're just not there anymore. <laughs> but I imagine you guys yeah. you spend a lot of your time if you're dealing with people bringing you horses. You're spending a lot of time correcting mistakes, mm-hmm. correcting yeah. what someone told them they knew what they were doing really yeah didn't. yeah and a lot of it's actually not intentional so like for instance somebody you'll just be tr- giving somebody advice because they're trying to help their friend and stuff like that but it's like not the right advice sure and stuff like that so, bad habits yeah so you kind of go down a road that, that is then very hard to spiral all the way out again how can someone tell <clears throat> like okay so we're, we're fairly local here uh, you know we're in canada um, if someone was from Australia or f- pick a country mm-hmm. who are, cause everybody listens to this podcast all over the world. Yep. Um, as we know, yep. the, um, how is someone to know that they're being scammed or mistaken? Uh, I would kind of say there, a lot of it would have to do with like, if you kind of, if I think if a person makes an effort, like if you look somebody up online, there's going to be enough there if you kind of dig into it that kind of gives you an indication. Reviews, comments. Yeah. And that, and like kind of like, for instance, if they, if they are showing, if they're winning a lot, like it kind of gives, they're not necessarily good, but I mean, they probably to some degree know what they do and mm. they're doing. Or like, if you look them up, if they're at like a lot of the big expos and stuff like that, like they vet us pretty hard to ever be allowed to go to one mm-hmm. of those things. So if somebody's consistently oh, that's there. Good. That's kind of a, an okay. You've sort of been approved like it's not a seal of approval but i mean it gives you an indication sure. and right. stuff like this so you can acceptance kind of at, by the industry yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's maybe the best way to put it and that so I, th- I think that a lot of it is uh though too somebody will learn something from somebody that does know what they're doing not really understand the context and then tell it to the the friend and stuff like this so it's kind of the right idea but it kind of got watered down and misunderstood over time yeah and stuff like that but there's so, got to be horse yeah. trainers out there that really don't know what they're doing yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna get There's, some of that. But yeah. kind of like your your martial arts thing, you, it starts out with one club. They train ten black belts, Everything, and each and one of just those all black gets belts watered down. Yeah, uh, yeah, have their own club, and then you know, and it keeps on growing like that, and eventually, yeah, not, just, not everybody's a good teacher. Yeah, no, that's true. And there's competition yeah. and money and other things. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. a lot of it too. Like, I if the ones that are not as experienced in it, again, I don't feel most of them are trying to. Um, be a problem like i don't think they're trying to put themselves off as something they're not but it's just uh i think with what we do you have to have a certain amount of experience so like if you could train 10 10 horses you might have done a good job on all 10 and that's but if you tell somebody i'm a horse trainer send me a whole bunch of horses you're going to run into a few that are going to be a lot harder probably than those 10 and you don't have experience in that area. So like kind of the easy ones will let you kind of skate through a little bit. But if you, if you get that real tough one, then you kind of need that person that's worked with hundreds of them because they're going to know how to handle that one. That's maybe makes a difference. You could do a pretty good job in with a lot of them, but if it's somebody gets that one that they've never, what makes a tough horse? Uh, there's just different things. Like sometimes it'll be that somebody's worked with them and taught them a bunch of habits that are bad or dangerous okay. or something like that. So if you get one that's learned how to buck really hard and stuff like that, like you could still go through the steps and maybe feel like you're doing a good job. But if you get on and you missed one little thing and he 
plant you into the ground, like then that's going to be a different mm -hmm. story or something like that. Or if somebody's accidentally taught one to rear up, well, you can be a good rider and a good mm -hmm. trainer, but he could still flip over on you and hurt you pretty bad. Do people come yeah. to you with their horses that are maybe have bad habits and you oh, guys yeah. got to fix it? Sort yeah, of thing? yeah, yeah. That, that was a big yeah. part of what we did for a really long time. Yeah. And that we still do some of it, but just we've yeah. got enough other things on yeah. the go that we can kind of only concentrate on so many things. Yeah. But there's probably a bigger market for fixing things than teaching things. Do each of your ah, 70 horses have makes names? Sense. Uh, well, they're they have re registered names. They're yeah. registered. <laughs> so like with an association, so everyone will be like, this is its official name now being totally honest we don't go out and say 70 different names and no yeah the, okay <laughs> yeah okay. Be like some of them the, have names it'll be like that's this that horse we refer to it's that color that has the two white back legs on it like, <laughs> kind of, like, now, do, you, do you ride the most or yeah. no like not everything like there's a we raise them too so you got a lot of mothers with babies and okay. stuff like that oh, too okay. kicking around oh. the stallions like they're trained to ride but like they're they got other plans for the they're okay. more important in other ways <laughs> Interesting. Well, guys, um, I've got way more questions. Well, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Okay, yeah. so um, how young, how, okay, so teach me. Okay. Um, a, a, a male baby horse is called a? Uh, colt. And a female baby horse is called a? Philly. And they're all foals? Yep. Yeah, yep. Copy that? Yeah. So, um... And when they leave their mothers, we call them weanlings. And then when they reach one-year-old yearlings. Do they feel like they're being teased called weanlings? <laughs> like, hey, weanling. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so, I'm so, but my question is, how young or how old, I suppose, must a fool be before you can work with it? Let's say I need, <clears throat> I need a room, which could mm -hmm. be a, a set built in a studio. Mm -hmm. I need I need some people there, some furniture, and I need a a newborn, mm. as newborn as you can get them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to walk in a room by itself, mm -hmm. have a lady go down to her knees in front of that horse, and cup its face in her hands, mm -hmm. and another guy come up beside that horse and sit kneel down on his knee. Mm. I need that moment. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a, like the one way you could get it done is depending on the age of the horse, it might still need to be with its mom. So if it's mom's there, you can lead the mom ahead and yeah. kind of just okay. stop the yep. baby. It makes perfect sense. If yeah. It, yeah. If it was a couple months old, if you had the mother mm -hmm. in the background, so it's almost like the, if you started in the one spot and then it had to go forward to the spot it's supposed to be and then the mother was behind that spot yeah so, you so, could, so the baby could see mm -hmm. the mom yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> that you could probably pull yeah. off at a few okay months so or you something. you might have answered my question by saying a couple of months old yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and then they can go by themselves at weaning age so you, weaning yeah, you age could, varies but yeah you could do it if it by itself we'll wean them from away from their moms at like five months and stuff like that so like mm -hmm. in theory you could start doing that but the babies they're not uh, they'll learn things, but they have an extremely short attention span. Mm -hmm. And that, so like to get them to do it, you would almost have to do it more as a, uh, more almost through a trick or something, as opposed to like really having it trained well okay. to do it. So you well, have I to, don't mind you, shooting a trick, but yeah. um, I mean, our job is creating illusion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> um, but I, you know that newborn baby, the spindly little legs and mm -hmm. oh, yeah, little yeah. tiny face? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That horse. Yeah. Not the one that's 
two or three or four months old. Yeah, well, yeah. that there, if it was just a matter of, if you could set it up like in a stall where they were already there anyways and stuff like this, <clears> you could do it pretty darn young if you kind of could, were allowed to really work with it to make it work. Like, so I would build my set in your barn? Or something like that. You could maybe haul out to one. It no, would no, kind no, of, no, 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 no. This is, this is interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. it would maybe depend how elaborate you were thinking mm -hmm. and that like if it was but it'll basically follow its mom anywhere like that's where its support system is so right. you could use that to your advantage yeah yeah because if it was at the yeah. barn and that you could set it up in such a way where it's only logical choice is to okay to go there so i see okay. this entire room being built on a green screen in all the front everything um and I build the room in CGI, but the baby comes in. Is this something that, that yeah, is it's motivating it's a, you? Yeah, yeah. It's in a Dreamer. Oh, I see. In a oh, story. Yeah, in a yeah. story mm -hmm. he's writing. Uh, um, well, I've written it. It's, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would yeah. depend, too, a little bit. Just if, like if we had kind of the specifics of it, then you could kind of set it up so to, to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, I, yeah. I would, we would put the uh, you'd put the your. I'm sorry. This whole podcast is about getting my trainers for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, I guess you, you're kind of putting it in the hands of the the trainers at this. Well, point. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, not every director is that good. Well, no, no this is my vision. This is my. Well, dream. I, I have yeah. a vision. I need to see this. I need. There's a couple of things I need to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, there's it's an incredibly emotional moment mm -hmm. for these two people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it has to be like, yeah, it has to be within a week or two of this baby being born. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, well, basically, just up two, in Canada, though, you have to pay attention to when babies are born here. Like, mm -hmm. they are born around uh, from about March to June. How does the horse June. know that? How does it, what? How does the horse know that? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But uh, just the season up here, like, a lot of people don't fold them out in the winter, so you wouldn't be like. If you wanted to film in January. September, that might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> kind of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. Oh, that's an interesting yeah, part of all. Because most horses are bred um, in the spring, so. So your yeah. babies will start being born from January to um, May would be the the run, but the majority yeah. of them are yeah. going to be like March, April. That's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And that, but yeah, anything like that, we can kind of figure it. I think it's kind of. Like I know the animal people, sort of their complaint is that a director will want, here's exactly what I want, and you have to make the animal fit exact. Where if you kind of have some warning, you're like, okay, this is how we can set it up in such a way that that'll happen for you and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I know well, I defer to the professionals, to be honest. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah, not yeah. everyone does. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, that's what happens. Directors, yeah. uh, they don't, they assume that because there's an animal wrangler on set that we can get animals now to do whatever we want. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there is, it is either that assumption or the other thing where you just kind of defer mm -hmm. to the professional. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think too, though, this is kind of what I hear, but like if somebody changes their mind last second, that can be tricky because like for instance you could put a cue on a horse that the horse only listens on one side for example and that so suddenly they say if somebody said now do the same thing from the other side it's just like a totally new oh wow thing yeah. and stuff yeah. like this so you have to kind of know where a cue where 
kind of the overall plan so you kind of maybe know where to put a cue on if it like i'm not talking all the time but just certain no, but that happens, happens, but it, well. it happens quite a bit so mm-hmm. you can go you, you know you come prepared mm-hmm. but you also have to allow for some creativity on the day yep. yeah. depending on what happens happens right yep. so having to deal with the horses or any animal you come prepared with what you see and what you've trained mm-hmm. and if i say i need this Mm-hmm. and you, you just have to be able to tell me no like sure. it's just yeah i mean it happens as well to, in our line of work uh, yeah. a director will will have already um um prepped for a very particular fight scene or mm-hmm. or something and then uh you know we get there to set and i mean there's always something that changes anyway mm-hmm. but uh i mean this exact kind of thing ah oh, you know what never mind we want to do it like this well We've already yeah. trained for this. You can't, we can't yeah. make up new shit. Mm-hmm. We don't well, have that guy. We don't have this. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't have the hours. We don't have the money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you got the money, we can and have you get, somebody you can make anything happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, Go have some lunch. We'll work on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know there's one we were asked to do. And uh, <clears throat> how'd that go? They just kept changing every five seconds. Like, no, you'd kind of get one. It's starting to get ready for this, and they, oh yeah, but but we want like this now, and then you'd run out and try to change the maneuvers and stuff like this, and then oh now we change our mind again. It's like oh my yeah. god! Like, not only is it harder, it's we've actually the it's starting to conflict now. So stuff you're putting on is messing. Was that up a show, uh, movie, TV it, show? It was. Or it was a uh, that one was a commercial. And then yeah. actually, that was some that was kind of tied in with that other one that actually didn't end up happening. So I don't I don't really think they knew what was mm-hmm. going on. But. Yeah, I mean, you guys got must get that a lot. No, I, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here learning things. Even yeah. even this thing about uh, the birthing uh, period. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here like, oh shit. Okay, you can't shoot the movie in September. Yeah. Yeah. It's unreal. Sorry, just so you got this stud, and he's feeling a little amorous. Uh huh. And the yeah. girl horse is going, no, 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 no. You got to wait a month. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's only because yeah. <laughs> there's no way this is happening in September. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the world of horses. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, it's amazing that you guys get to work together and do this. Is there anything else you want to tell us about what you do? What? Yeah, anything. Where, where anybody can get a hold of you? We can get they can get a hold of you through your your website. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. If they need a trick horse or a liberty horse or riding horse or. A horse. <laughs> and your Instagram handle and stuff like that? Uh, mine's at Bronwyn Hart Irwin, my whole name. And then. Yeah. Uh, Mine, I don't hardly use it, but our Facebook page, Jason and Bronwyn Irwin yeah. Horsemanship, is kind of our okay. our thing that we update okay. the quickest and okay. the yeah. most often. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, we'd love to be part of more. Do you have any connections? No. no. Just dogs and horses and rabbits. Yeah. So, so you're busy enough, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we've dedicated basically our life to training horses, and <laughs> we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You guys are uh, very skilled and talented people. Yeah, yeah, with a really lot good. of yeah. passion, man. That's I really love cool. This. Thank you. Yeah, it's Thank very you. cool. And I'm going to come up with more questions once we finish. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a happens. call. <laughs> come, yeah. come up and visit us sometime. Yeah, I know. Come out yeah, and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That'd be cool. Meet our horses. and Maybe yeah. you need a stuntman on the show. We yeah. might. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> we already know he gets injured when he falls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you already said you don't do it. So don't <laughs> I'll fall off a horse. Let's go. Oh, that's crazy. Well, before you guys go, 
would you guys like to sign our table? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Lovely, please. All yeah. right. This is awesome. First double guest signature. Oh, yeah. Pick, pick a spot where we do the pick two. Well, you can, you, you, do got, no, you got, got a you whole do it up here. You got, uh, and, okay. You, you so got lots of table here. D- D's going to put this on a wide camera so we're, people are going to watch you. Yeah. And okay. from there. right in front of the shitholes hat. Should I yeah. take off the headphones or should I try to You can reach? do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. You can move move your... um. Actually, yeah. I don't know. Will the headphones reach? If they reach, they reach. They, yeah, sure uh, they will. They should. Okay. You can swing that. Mm-hmm. Swing that. Okay, perfect. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. You let me choose where we want to sign? Sure. This is great. <laughs> Ladies first. Might need to hang on to this. I wouldn't expect this sign. Braun, Abel would be the hardest part of the Braun day. would notice that you switched the the hats. Yeah, she told me earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I wear the straw. I oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. It's at the bus. True enough. True enough. And just so everybody knows, uh, you know, the guest usually signs from the chair and all they're all all the signatures are angled one way. And Bronwyn's now just angling the other way. Oh, sorry. No, it's on teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. This is wicked. And then draw a great big arrow across the yeah. other side. Only this one. <laughs> no, I'm going to draw a horseshoe. <laughs> oh. Do horses have to wear shoes? Uh, no. Uh, no. Like, you, you put them on if you're going to be on surfaces that are going to kind of chip away at them. Okay. And stuff like that. Or if one's... Uh, Doing a heck of a lot of work, you kind of do it just to sort of lessen impact. So, like okay. a resource, a lot of time will wear one just to because they're going to be at work every day. And right on. Okay. On them a little bit. Oh, thank you guys so much for signing our table. And yeah. Thanks no, for being here. It's been a pleasure. It's been an education. Everyone who signed, we watched you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. No, thank you so much. Guys. This is so good. Um, all right. Well, um, just one. before they go. What's, yep. a, what's a liberty horse? It's um, a loose horse that's taking cues from a handler. Okay. So it's yeah. Ca- so it's catered to the sort of the either trick deal or the movie horse thing. So, so like, I'm kind of like person. a liberty husband. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. keep him from a distance. I'm not yeah. tethered to anything, but no. I'm kind of handled. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Wicked. That's yeah. for sure. And you kind of, it kind of <laughs> runs into the liberty stuff runs into the mark training, which is where you have a mark and the horse goes up to the mark. Right on. Loose. So, awesome. Yeah. Or does a trick on a mark. So. Yeah. Who's so, Mark? Um, oh, no. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always have to Mark. have a Mark. <laughs> I know. Mark there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want this to end. You can tell. Can yeah. you tell? Yeah. 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 But anyway. horse man. But yeah, you can train one to well, go to a Mark or something like that. So you just put out a little, that could be a piece of cardboard or a little piece of wood, the same thing. Something what you guys would use, but teach the horses to mm-hmm. to go to go it. To so in it. theory, you can let one go and it will over and stand there. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. It is. Wow. It is. Thanks, amazing. <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, so, thank you, guys. Thank you so much thank for having us. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. It was Lots awesome. Fun. Thank you so yeah. much. Perfect. All right. All right. Cut it, D.